This episode is brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends. Download now. We're not officially what sponsored is, yet. What is Raid Shadow Legends? Raid Shadow Legends? You don't know what Raid's... Rage? Raid. Raid Shadow oh. Legends. What's Raid Shadow Legends? You don't know, you know what Raid Shadow Legends is? No. Oh, man. Do we have... Are you are you in for a treat? It's a, it's a mobile game where I guess... Did you, you get an email about it? <laughs> no. Are we finally getting sponsored? <laughs> are we really starting with this? <laughs> no. No one knows who we are. No, it's not Ray Shadow. All right. Let's say who you are. I'm Jason. What, what episode number is this? This is episode 220. I'm Jason. I'm Angel. I'm Kevin. And welcome to the <laughs> podcast. We usually say hello and welcome, but we're not. Um, no, this, this we're episode, not sponsored, we're, we're not. No, um, did we get any kickback for saying that? I, I don't think Jason allows us to be sponsored. I don't have the final say in it. I guess I do. <laughs> it's all my money going to hosting this thing. Um, I... We, <laughs> anyway, so this episode is called DLC You Soon because and we have a lot of DLC coming up that's pretty exciting. It's funny. But it, it's not coming up yet. It's it, it's coming up soon. Yeah. But what, what's funny is um, this episode itself almost weirdly is kind of like DLC because last episode we're all like, oh, here's the big new stuff in 2020. And then this episode is the, amend- like the amendment of that. Like, also, here's the expansions on the things you already know about. So it kind of they kind of pair well. True. But Are we more like DLC or like this is like literally... 134 sequels. I like to think of myself as the horse armor from uh, Oblivion. He, I, Kevin is definitely more. You like have ta- have you taken expansion? an arrow to the knee know. at any point in time? No. Hmm. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we will this episode be talking about Smash Bros. Final Volume One Fighter Pass character from uh, this past Thursday. We'll be talking about Pokemon Sword and Shield's expansion pass news. We have some first details, official this time details on Super Nintendo World. And uh, other stuff like impressions of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon for Switch, the remake, oh, yeah. uh, some December sales numbers, impressions of Earth Knight, Angels doing Mario Kart 8's online tournament this weekend, which I think is the first time they've done this. I'm not sure, though. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in this Yeah, episode. I have a few um, constructive criticisms. Yeah, that's a gentle way of putting it. But, uh, yeah, well, time, yeah, if anyone who's listened knows, there's timestamps for Hamtown.com. There's on the blog post, there's timestamps under this if you're listening on YouTube. And if you really want to jump to Angel's constructive criticism, which I think is just going to be five minutes of bleeping him out, uh, <laughs> you can do so through those timestamps. Oh, no, no, no. But, but okay. Well, actually, speaking of things that you cursed out, you had a very oh. um, visceral reaction. I, what are we looking for? I'm looking for the pretzels. They're not over there. I brought <laughs> these guys dark chocolate pretzels from Trader sure Joe's what a- as a treat, and they want to eat them during the recording. But I got your guys' ears at heart here so I'm not letting it happen um, but no you had a very angel visceral res- this is the weirdest intro we've ever done on this show you had, you had a very uh, visceral response to the big news that came out this past Thursday which um, oh. a lot of folks didn't seem thrilled about real quick just so people know what I'm talking about it's the reveal that on January 28th Byleth the protagonist of Fire Emblem Three Houses will release as the fifth and final fighter of the first fighter pass in uh, Smash Bros. Ultimate so we talked on the phone that night, and you just shouted at me through the phone. <laughs> and I did decide to put him in the game. But I would like you to, uh, you know, maybe expand on why you feel that way. And Kevin, I don't know what your thoughts are on all these Fire Emblem characters, but if you guys want to sort of... Well, I mean, my my thoughts were definitely, like, exaggerated a little for, for showmanship. But, sure, like, essentially, you know, we've had Joker, Banjo, Hero, Terry in that order. Did I actually get mm-hmm. the order? Right no. Anymore? No, he did. No, you didn't. Joker, Joker. Hero, Banjo. Yeah, he did. He did. Oh, well, I guess. Joker, Banjo. Yeah. Nope. Hero, Hero, Joker. 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 He- bo- bo- Boker. Boker. Joker, <laughs> Hero, Banjo, Banjo Terry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, with the exception of Banjo, none of them are characters that I necessarily have an attachment to, but they were sure. all exciting to hear about because they're just 
things I didn't expect. And even now, like, I, there wasn't any character I necessarily wanted the game because, you know, I already got everything I wanted. I already got my Ridley, my King K. Rool, Bowser a long time ago. Like, everything is already, like, I felt like anything could be great, and I was still disappointed. <laughs> because, as most people there's know, there's, like, eight. There's nine. There's now nine. That's true, because he bios comes in male and female varieties, so. No, or do you I, mean think there's that, I think there's nine, uh, yeah. Nine? Yeah. They might as well just make a Fire I mean, Emblem fighting game at this point. Like, why would have it be Smash Bros? <laughs> I mean, it's Martha, Cena, Roy, Ike, oh, Robin, Krom. Corrin. 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 I think it said Corrin. No. No. Corrin, I think it's eight. Pilot. I think it's eight. Yeah, I think it's eight. Eight or seven. Oh. Just wait till about a year from now and you'll get nine. I mean, listen, there are three houses in Fire Emblem, They're three just... houses. They've only done the professor of the three houses. They still have three more characters, one per house. That's half a fighter past two right there. The new They're DLC right... for three houses has a How many house. Pokemon there are there? Nine hundred million. Oh, you mean well, in, the in, game? in Smash? <laughs> I, I, did the well, I mean, I guess there's like nine of you <laughs> like expand up Pokemon Trainer. No, Pokemon Trainer's one. I feel I like mean, a Gen 8 oh, Pokemon's got to be in the next batch. There's like five or six. There's like six or seven. Okay, so okay. there's more Fire Emblem. There's more Fire Emblem. Which is okay. weird because there's, there's more Fire Emblem. There's, there's more Fire Emblem than almost every chen franchise except maybe the Mario one. But I guess if you want to get technical, there's like way less characters with the little mushroom logo because Yoshi is his own thing. Yeah. Wario is his own thing. Donkey Kong is his own thing. Well, I don't, I don't even count Donkey Kong. Oh, uh, well, Mario Party sure does. So <laughs> Donkey yeah. Kong's his own thing. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Diddy Kong's his own thing. Yeah, the point Donkey is, you know, like, I was... I was just disappointed. I mean, he looks like a fun character, but, like, literally a couple seconds in, as soon as, like, the art style set in, I was like, damn it, like, audibly out loud. <laughs> it's like, you know... I told you to be swearing this episode. And... Did you wake up at 6 in the morning for this? I normally wake up at, like, 6 anyway. So, yes, uh, so, sort of. <laughs> so, I was already up regardless, so it was kind of a nice way to wake up. Uh, a the, nice way to wake up. It certainly woke you no, up, no, I'm yeah. sure. I, I think that's the worst part. Like, I mean, sure, like... It was a great selling game, and people love it, so I'm sure a lot of people were excited about it. But the thing is, like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to be salty about the announcement, but at the same time, like, these announcements are supposed to be exciting. Like, I mean... I've never seen... I've never seen somebody turn on an announcement so fast than this, Mm -hmm. where everyone was really excited for the fifth character. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, all that excitement deflated. I know. Could we we be fair though? Honestly, they could have shuffled the order and it would have been better. It would have been fine. It's because he's the final one. Yeah, like Terry could have been the last one and I would have been like, like, oh, Terry? All right, that's that's different. We got Metal Slug music. I'm honestly, I was way more excited about the me costumes. I think most people were. Oh, yeah, yeah, Cuphead. But, But, and, and even like to kind of drill in, like a lot of people, like, I was, like, literally the day before, I was talking to my brother, and I said, like, I really hope they don't put a Fire Emblem character. Like, one of my gut feelings was that we'd get a Fire Emblem character, and sure enough, that's what we got. And cut to Sakurai in an office somewhere rubbing his hands together, like, oh, just you But will. I wasn't the only one, honestly. Like, there were some other people that threw around, like, oh, if they do put a Fire Emblem character, they want, like, this one girl from the Red House. I don't know what the Red House is called, but she has, like, an um, axe or I don't something. own three houses, so I don't either. Because, the Red Because a, a lot of people were saying, like, oh, if is we put... Is Legends of the Hint? Because yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if we... P- because if they put a character from three houses, they're obviously going to put the main character, which is blue-haired swordsman, which we have, like, three, four of them now. Yes, the fact that we specifically have so many blue-haired anime swordsmen oh, from Fire Emblem. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. But we, let, let's actually be fair for a sec. Like, it almost feels like... No! We have, I want to be fair. I want to be fair. No, but I was going to say, honestly, it almost feels like we have to take separate... Take that Lucid and just... They could have just put Monster Hunter in it, That's and that would have worked I was gonna out. going to say, yeah. Because he has arrows, or they, because you could have male and female also. They have the heavy sword, which literally does the exact same thing. Yeah. Tank and a big attack. I mean, 
it would have been really cool and everyone would have been like at least like at least that's something different and what's crazy about that is like Tregalia Lost is able to do a better Monster Hunter collaboration than Smash Bros like yeah you're right he should be a character Tregalia Lost they're doing a whole thing where Monster Hunter's integrating in fully and da 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 and yeah I know Smash Bros has the Rathios or whatever in it but Rathalos. like Rathalos shows how much I play but like if Tregalia could do a better collab why can't they replace by with a Monster Hunter yeah. guy I don't get it but I, I, I did want to say I feel like I mean if not be... now when I guess like well there's six I, more I, fighters I, I, so I mean on a, yeah I mean like I and like in the back of my head like I knew for it, it was just like engraved in my head like oh I know for a fact it's just a matter of time before we get a three houses character yeah that was just like my thinking well every I just didn't every want it to be this last one Smash Bros has had a new Fire Emblem character yeah. including the DLC for four so like it I know. was, it was got, written in the it was written in the in the stones or whatever that and we got that happen. like and we got that right before Birthright and Conquest came out which is yeah. like even weird because like who's Corrin I mean like most people yeah. knew, but like you know if you're not really keeping up with the games that are not out yet yeah like at least this time around it is the protagonist of Three Houses to be fair and but, it's been out for a few months so yeah and like I mean like I get why I get why they did it. Like, I think we kind of so all get it. I mean, Fire Emblem... girl in his head the whole time? I don't, let's, I don't know. Let's not spoil the game or guess what the spoilers are. But, um... I mean, I, also, by the way, Sakura was talking about those three people yeah. with the green hair. I'm guessing yeah. all three of them fused to turn into why, that Why? Why do you keep trying to spoil this for people? I don't I've never know. I don't I'm just speculating. Yeah. No, but what I was going to say is, I, I think on some level, you, you sort of touched on I think we do all get why he's there. Like, Fire Emblem's a huge franchise for Nintendo. They have the history... Like, if you go back and watch, like, when they first announced the Fire Pass... Can explain at, like, the history Wars. of Fire Emblem? Like, we never heard of a Fire Emblem character. Well, can we talk about how he counted in binary on one hand? Like, say what you that will That was about, more exciting, though. Say what you will about Bi- uh, Byleth. Like, I learned how to count in binary, kind of not really. Like, that was very, actually, interesting. Go ahead, go. But, um, uh, I'm not gonna... I didn't learn it properly. <laughs> but, no, what I was gonna say is, like, we shouldn't be so surprised that he popped up. Because, like, what I was trying to say is, at Game Awards 2018, when Reggie gone stage, Joker was revealed... And no, as maybe you say it, as maybe you say it. Um, and he said, like, it's full, you know, this fire pass is full of surprises. It won't all be collaborations, it won't all be our own characters. You never know, but it's gonna be a celebration of gaming. So, like, Nintendo wasn't like misleading anyone. And I mean, it, it, next month in February, there is that fourth Fire Emblem Three Houses DLC coming out. So, like, marketing wise, this is a good time for that. I mean, the, the DLC actually sounds legitimately cool, even if someone doesn't know too much about Fire Emblem, like, up to this point. All the DLC for Three Houses was just new characters, items, costumes. But this one, they're actually adding, like, a whole new story. It's called, uh, like, Cinder Shadows or something like that. And there's going to be new characters introduced through that. It's going to be a fourth house, which you can then take those characters from that fourth house and integrate into the main story and those three houses, meaning you basically have opened up a ton of new so options of how the story... turned their back on them, so they turned their back on them. Sure, That's yeah. What, didn't you see the trailer? That's what they say. Oh, yeah, you're right, yeah. But, um... Yeah, it's uh, it's cool because like it's it's a very Fire Emblem way of doing a DLC pack where it's like actually expanding all the options you can, all the road routes you can. I mean, then it basically end. like the what Awakening did. No, it is no. It's, well, it's, no, it's well, like well, the right There was a third it's, one. No, Birthright is the third. Revelation. Oh, Revelation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's it, what it's the equivalent of that. Yeah, but it's just cool that like you know I'm kind of doing it. So I get why they put it here now, and similarly like. Token Mirage Sessions, which is part Fire Emblem, just came has out Joker in on it. Friday. It has Joker in it. And um, I'm waiting for Kevin to comment on Joker here. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, mm-hmm. um, my point is like, imagine how many people the day before Tokyo Mirage Sessions comes out are now Googling Fire Emblem to learn more about this character. And then boom, Tokyo Mirage Sessions keeps popping up. It's good marketing for Nintendo. So I get why they did it now on some level. But like, yeah, it's not... 
it's just not uh, it's just a bummer yeah I think it not a bummer in a strong sense it's but having him be it's, the finale it's just disappointing it's yeah like, I mean it was bad enough that like I mean for all like, I know could, I might end up loving this character mechanically and I'll just be playing them a lot but, but, but even before dis- we get to that but just it's like disappointing. the palpable like dropping excitement like when, when you're saying kind of like the, it's so deflated. many people thought like, like oh it's gonna be Dante Dante this Dante that because of all the well, we'll, we'll get to Dante in a sec because where did that come from we'll get to that in one sec no, no, no. There's a backstory. We'll get uh, to that in one sec. But I was going to say to the point of deflating... Which I'm kind of glad hype. it's not. Cause, yeah, yeah, hang yeah. on. Uh, I was going to say to the point of deflating hype. Um, you know how bad the deflated hype was? I just wanted to throw this in there because I can't believe Stop this actually right. happened. Put out a video no, saying, wow, the Washington, you guys, wow. The Washington Post, like the Washington Post on their Twitter and on their newspaper, like on their website, put the headline of... Smash fans watched a 38-minute Nintendo Direct, and all they got was another Fire Emblem character. The largest <laughs> newspaper in the country did a story about this and tweeted it not from their video game Twitter, <laughs> the official one. This is up there like when they did the Waluigi thing and it, at E3 a couple years ago where they're basically like, Waluigi's being ignored by Nintendo. It was a whole cover story. But, um, I mean, and then, someone's like, obviously a big fan of Nintendo. Clearly. Right? And similarly, like I watched the uh, Nintendo New York presentation where all the fans freak out about stuff. And, you know, he first comes on on screen and they're like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then they're like, Violet joins the battle. And there's like three claps. Yeah. There was Cuphead that, got a much bigger reaction. There were some people that were like, oh, this is like, uh, this is a fake out. Like, it's going to start a fire yeah, emblem. And then. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and like, honestly, you you were right. I think and the Mii Fighters and like Cuphead like, are and way and more even, interesting. And I was even holding out for that, too, because I remember when they first announced, like, Lucina and... Oh, I guess it was just Lucina. I forgot who else. Crom wasn't Lucina and Crom. No, 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 no. In Smash for in Smash Four, because Crom was a Robin, not Lucina. Robin or Lucina has been there since Brawl. Oh no, Lucina. Lucina hasn't been there since Brawl. Yeah. No. Yeah, they added Robin and and Corrin in the next one. Wait, what are you am talking? I wrong? Yes. No, I'm not. Yes, you are completely. Wow. Maybe you're right. Anyway, oh, oh yeah. So time. yeah, the trailer was for. <laughs> He's so shocked I got this wrong. Oh, yeah. So the trailer starts with like. Krom getting beat up by Captain Falcon and first you're like oh it's a Fire Emblem trailer but like whoa Captain Falcon's here and then Lucina comes in and fights and then she gets beat up and then Robin comes in to save the day because time to tip the scales and all that so, you're uh, right she came in in four my apologies to yeah. all the listeners out yeah. there how dare I yeah, so I thought like that one that kind of had Captain Falcon in right. the Fire Emblem world for some reason I thought mm-hmm. like oh maybe someone is going to come in and or they'll do some know. other anime character like Goku but uh people would have lost their minds if they actually followed through on that. I wouldn't want it at all, but imagine yeah. the reactions. But no, um, I do think to your point, like Cuphead was way more interesting. Like the Mii fires are honestly the best part of Smash these days. The Mii gonna because, really suit Cuphead. Yeah, and I think just like, I think what's great about it is because they require significantly less investment and thought since they're like different skins mapped to three preset fighters, like they can get way more creative with the collaborations and happy stuff that wouldn't actually make sense <laughs> otherwise. I mean, Assassin's Creed, Battle Network's Mega Man, Cuphead, the Rabbids. It's also kind of it's just great. like the Assassin's Creed one's honestly a little bit weird because they went with the Altair costume. Yes, and not the Ezio costume, which is the Ezio trilogy on it Switch, is, I believe. Yeah, I don't think that's released... that's the one with like Revelations and three and all that, right? Yeah, no. no. So that's uh, never mind. Well, that's the one. Two Brotherhood Revelations. That's on Switch. The one with three is. That's Assassin's Creed Connor. Oh, no. you're right. That's the Native American. Black whatever one flag. Is, whatever is... one is uh, Revelations well, is on Switch. Okay, so yeah, but like, as far as I can tell, the first game hasn't been remastered or remade no. for this current gen of consoles completely. It hasn't. Like, I don't think you can get it on PS4. No, I don't think. I think you're also, right. Could they not so it's put weird Assassin's that they put... because of the word assassin or something. I'm or... guessing they didn't because all of them were the character names. If you think about it, 
The I Rabbids mean, were Rabbids. No. Mega Man. His Do- name isn't Mega Man Battle Network. <laughs> oh, that's, true. that's true. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. That's actually I mean, er, I mean, every time up to then, they did You're right, the name actually. of the game. And it's funny because they did such a good job with all the fans there. It's like, he lands on a pile of hay, just like in the game. The Rabbids recreate the Mar- Mario and Rabbids recreated Mario and Rabbids, which sounds redundant, but it's actually a proper sentence if you think it through. Um... Yeah, like they did all that and then they couldn't do the logo. You're right. That's kind of weird. I think my biggest gripe with Smash Brothers in general up to this point is the fact that, like, they could give costumes to these characters, but why can't, like, literally any other fighting game that, you know, like, just provide additional costumes for other characters? Even if, like, they don't have to all have, like, a bonus costume either. Like, Chun Li, I believe, has, like, over 30 costumes in Street Fighter V, while, like, there are other other characters that only have. So you're saying why you are official 8 limit? Yeah, it's yeah, like, why can't we know. have, like, Dry Bowser or, know. you know, like, just, like, spice things up with, like, other characters that people have come up with so many, like, give us Blood Falcon Maybe. or... Well, are those are those different costumes for Chun-Li or are they palette swaps? No, they're, uh, they're full-on costumes. They're yeah. full-on... So, okay. yeah, so, so like, 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 sometimes, like... Well, that's a palette swaps. They'll, they'll completely, like, change the characters. Like, they'll yeah. give her, like, a cop outfit or, like, Halloween costumes or, like, a bunch of stuff that makes them look sometimes like a completely different character. Maybe, like, their last batch literally made some characters look pretty much straight up like Darkstalker characters. Maybe it's coming in, uh, maybe it's coming in past two. They need to have something new besides character. I mean, they don't, but they could. I mean, if they do, I, I doubt mean, it. that would, that would, I feel like, would be worth, like, nickel and diming because then I could get some for the characters I care about. You right, think. right. Like, like the Mii Fire Pot. Okay, so we I sort of shut down the conversation about Dante because I want to finish the other point, but Dante. Ugh. So that rumor. First of all, you said you were happy it wasn't him. Why? Do you just not care about Dante? Would you rather have Dante or Byleth? Yeah. Byleth. Interesting. Why is that? Um, Because of Dante's potential toolkit, it would just be the most like annoying thing to play against. <laughs> it, it would be very Bayonetta-esque, he, I feel like. It would be like a cross between Bayonetta and Joker. Yeah. Because... Like Joker, he also has like a power. Two awesome to- characters. I'm not seeing the downside. <laughs> You're like, where, where's the problem? Because <laughs> like Joker, he has like a powered up mode. It's like his double trigger mode, and he also Excuse has. Me, it's his persona. No, no, I'm talking about Dante. No, I know, but yeah, and um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he fights with a gun, so he has like a he, he has like a ton of projectiles. Yeah. He's a, he's annoying as heck in um Marvel vs. Capcom three, and I feel like he's we just don't need that Listen, right now. It, Smash Brothers. It could have been worse than Dante. Like, what if it was Ninja? Like, not a Ninja. Like, the guy Ninja. The streamer Ninja. Because Fortnite just added Ninja the other day. Which kind of makes sense for Fortnite, it's honestly. different. They're just skins. But, yeah, they well... Don't, they yeah, don't, they yeah. don't affect the gameplay. That's whatsoever. true. But, yeah. did You guys heard about how, like, Fortnite is now putting the people that play the game in the game. I mean... I think they're calling it their point. icon series? They are. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, because, like... I mean, they gotta do something. It's... Well, I mean, the the game's still doing fine. It's revenues down a little, but it's doing fine. I mean, but, gotta uh, do something. I guess. But, like... <laughs> It is kind of interesting, because I don't know if you guys remember at Game Awards, like, who was it? Who's the guy that runs Epic Soul? Uh, Dom Mustard? Something like that? No. It's not Mustard? Oh, yeah, it was Mustard. It was yeah. Mustard. Yeah, so he was making his comment about, like, the metaverse, and it's going to be a self-contained world, and it's just interesting to me that they're now like, oh, well, here's, like, the people from the real world, but now they're in the meta world, too. And that would make sense to me if they replicated Ninja as Ninja, or, like, how they did J.J. Abrams in Star Wars as J.J. Abrams, or how they did Marshmallow as Marshmallow for the concert. The part I don't understand is the fact that they're making these available for everyone to wear. So I literally do not know who else they can put in that game. They have two other streamers coming, and they're processing a uh, collection. I don't remember their names. Other big Fortnite streamers. Uh, But they're processing a collection of streamers and entertainers. And I'm just like... Why not? Like, I understand. Conan O'Brien. Oh, I would totally be into that. 
even though I'm saying it's a bad idea, but like I understand <laughs> the idea of like they have ninjas like he has an Adidas line, so make that available in the game because these are only limited time. You have to buy them in like a three day window or something, and I get the exclusivity of that. But why would you all want to look like the exact same person running around? It doesn't make sense. If they're trying to like replicate the real world in virtual world. Why would everyone look like ninja? It doesn't make because sense. I mean, can. so so ninja specifically his brand is like a ninja, yeah. so of like. A generic ninja at that, like, but it's some... not. It's not even that. It's his face on. Yeah, but but like, there's there's multiple styles that you could put I mean, on. How that and there's and a, there's like, a style uh, where you having just look Ray like available in a thread of Ray or Finn. I it's guess. Like, oh no, I guess like, I we have a bunch of Rays running weird. around. Yeah, I guess it just struck me as or a bunch weird. of stormtroopers. Yeah, a guess bunch of Daisy Ridley's and Adam Drivers just running around. Yeah, I guess we put it that way. It's kind of weird. No, there's no Adam Driver. It just sounds like you have something against ninja. No, I just I just I I don't understand why a game that's all about individuality and saying we're gonna create a metaverse and everyone's gonna be their own unique person's like but you can all look exactly the same. same I mean what at the same time like we don't get ninja is sort of what sort of like helped this game blow up. Yeah. No, like I think it'd be awesome if Ninja got exclusive line of items you can get in the game and they're all like his ninja stuff, like his shoes with Adidas, his clothing line like all well, there's that. also the, like is that the, in there i don't too? think the, they do the piecemeal yeah attire. Start. i think they only do like full no um, that'd be right. too difficult to implement at this Never point, mind, at this point i think it's literally just <laughs> like your skin the yeah. backpack that you wear and like the weapon that mm-hmm. you're that your right. pickaxe the backpack or, includes okay. that pet thing yeah it has a pet yeah. like the, there's a couple of backpacks that have pets yeah baby we still haven't gotten to dante so dante you asked why dante Right. Yeah. So the whole Dante saga is admittedly kind of a weird one. So basically, it stemmed out of the fact that Capcom teased that Devil May Cry news, specifically relating to the Switch version of Devil May Cry Three, would be on January sixteenth. They'd announced something, and that same day is, of course, when the Smash presentation was later oh. announced. So Capcom was like, "Hey, we have news about Devil May Cry on Switch on January sixteenth, and then it sounds like we also have news about a game on Switch known for collaborations." On January sixteenth, and people just ran with it and assumed. Um, didn't they? Didn't Nintendo specifically say that this was a Smash? They one? did, but what are the odds that Capcom's teasing a fun little surprise with Devil May Cry three, and Nintendo, known for collaborations for Smash, is going? We're also doing news on January sixteenth, and it's going to be as much as like, I want. That, I feel so like that's internet, a bit of a reach. It is. I agree, like, and that's why it was so absurd. But and, that's what people were running with. And as much and, as I want, like Monster Hunter or Phoenix Wright, I'll just throw them in there, even though. That will never yeah. happen because he's ever been in Marvel's Capcom. I mean, that'd be four Capcom reps if he wasn't there. I don't think that matters much, but I don't know. No other third party has that many. Yeah, already it's true. Have. They don't. But but like it was weird that everyone ran with it, and then of course it didn't happen. So then it led to even more disappointment because people were expecting Dante. Oh yeah, people were like full I, on like, like 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 it's already kind of a given. It's like yeah, all right, which made no where's sense. Where's the Dante reveal? It Dante. was like it's one of those things that just you know it just picked up steam without really any weight behind it. It was just this weird coincidence. And what's funny is like it led to some really great memes and stuff. Like there's. It's, it's hard to explain meme with words, but... It, Don't even try. There's just, a great just, video just, where they edited... I think it's just to yeah. most people know what a meme is. No, no, no. I was going to describe a specific one, but it's not worth oh. it. But uh, the, the flip side of this is that it, while well, it led to funny memes and some disappointment, like it what? buried... I'm not going to bother. It buried a, some actually kind of neat news about Devil May Cry 3, which while small, it's like if you're a fan of the game, it's actually kind of cool because for the first time, Capcom's not doing a direct port of Devil May Cry to Switch. They okay, so I'm too. actually... Because I... I this for Do you the think DMC this is cool, port. what they're doing? Do you know what it is? I don't know what it is. So they are going to introduce a new style switch mechanic that will let you, on the fly, alternate between the initial four different battle modes and oh. up to six. 
So you don't have to go and in and out. Yeah, you don't have to go. Yeah, because the way that it worked in Devil May Cry 3 was you had to go into the menu and switch your style. And now it's all going to be on the fly, meaning it's going to be more like a modern action game. So it's more like Devil May Cry. Right? But here's the thing. No one knows because everyone's like, why is Dante not in Smash? And Capcom totally like lost the inertia of that. I might actually pick this up. Yeah, and it's actually pretty cool. Because I make it the definitive version. Yeah, it's going to be the definitive version. It's supposed I imagine it must like really improve the flow of combat. And yeah, because yeah, it's, it's it's pretty cool. Like so, so have you played all the Devil May Cry's? Or I haven't played Devil May Cry Five. I've played. Damn, I've heard so much good things about that one. one so cool, didn't beat two. Beat three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't beat four, and I haven't played five. I and think... I also didn't beat uh, DMC Devil May Cry. I think the one like, by Ninja Theory. Depending on how this one reviews, and maybe Kevin, depending on your recommendations, I might finally get a Devil. I might get this one and see what You're it's gonna all about. You're gonna get part three. You I don't for, know. will I be horrible at? Because I, li- I like the, the, these games are hard. Never mind. Especially Devil May Cry no, three was like, notorious. Like, like how they compare like Bayonetta and like Astral Chain and those sorts of games. Uh, I, it's definitely closer to Bayonetta. Okay, definitely not. I mean, I haven't played Astral right. Chain, okay. but yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not like you were planning on beating it, right? You were just kind of like dipping your toes Listen, in. We don't need to, we about... to discuss my my record of not. I mean, being for here. your purposes, you, you could get any game maybe you want. Not, maybe not. How well, hard? There's no reason for you to Bayonetta. Not... Yeah, there's no reason uh, because I I, I think they'll make actually Bayonetta two. I did decently. I think I'd have to go look at my because if I'm remembering correctly, Devil May Cry three was directed by Kamiya. So same. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, either way, kind of cool. And and like, he also did Wonderful 101. He did. Actually, no. Which they're trying desperately to get on Switch in some capacity. Most develop, most publishers are saying no because it didn't sell well on Wii U. But Platinum really wants to. Platinum actually could publish it themselves. It was now. on Wii U. Did you hear that Platinum? Uh, yeah, that's basically the argument. It was on Wii U. It's not our fault. But Platinum just got a huge investment from Tencent, from Tencent. and it's to let themselves publish. And they're gonna let Platinum run themselves, oh. so potentially they could release it themselves. Yeah, there's on a lot multiple. Of, there's a lot of horror about them. Potentially, a lot of people worry that Platinum yeah. was going to become part of this whole Tencent, which is like you know that's the same Tencent that led to all of uh, Activision Blizzard's woes, and like because they're invested in them, but they also are invested in Epic, and there's no real issues with Epic and Fortnite. So. I mean, a lot of people do have an issue with Epic being uh, with Tencent having a stake in Epic. But I mean, they're not the, like political controversies yet. Oh, in that regard, no. But yeah. I'm just talking about just in general, people uh, do not yeah. like Tencent. Yeah, they they're just to say their fingers in like every pie. I mean, even Nintendo in China, they're working with Tencent. Yeah. <gasps> That's the appropriate response. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I think like even if I don't know much about Devil May Cry, the thing that is cool to me about it and the fact that they're doing this is this is the first time that Capcom, who always seems to do the bare minimum with their Switch ports is no longer doing the bare minimum with their Switch ports. Like, 1 and 2 are as bare bones as you get. In fact, I think a few episodes ago we were complaining how why are they not bundled on Switch? They're selling them individually at a higher price. But, like, if Capcom's now taking initiative, it must mean something is working right for them. Like, folks are buying the ports, and if you extrapolate the fact that they're buying these bare bones ports to the point that Capcom's even taking action, it kind of explains why some other third-party announcements are happening lately. I mean, the other day, Metro Redux was announced for Switch, and that's a bundle that includes both Metro 2033, yup, you have a funny look on your face, and Metro Last Light, and it's you coming to Switch. You saw looking through the coming soon. Yeah, it's coming to Switch we in like, February. Oh, I, guess, I guess it just never hit me. Those are very yeah. demanding games. Not only that, but you know what they're doing? They're taking a page from The Witcher 3. It will be all on one 32-gig cartridge, no download required, and it's coming next month, February 28th or so. Oh, man, I remember trying to... And the Redux too. So the Redux are the uh, yeah all the DLC too. The yeah. remastered, yeah, and the DLC and stuff. So tight. 
I mean, I guess <laughs> those. I mean, I've heard good things that was especially game. Yeah. 2033 huh? is pretty old at this point. So yeah, I, I mean, they came out on the other Switch. systems in like 2014 or something, but still. Like, there's games coming to Switch that you wouldn't expect, and they're coming, like, in mass. I mean, Whoa, Bioshock Collection is just, coming to Switch. Yeah, so I was about to get to that, too. Is, I still um, get it on PS4, but that's awesome. Yeah, so according to... That was going to be my next example, is that according to leaks from the Taiwanese and Brazilian rating boards... <laughs> I mean, I, I know our well, whole outline before I go into a... Well, okay. yeah, yeah, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> you, you take notes. Um, no, but they, they have both leaked that Bioshock Collection, which is 1, 2, Infinite, and all the DLC, is coming to Switch. Which is, like, this one, personally, I'm very interested in. Because, like, every so often there's a game that's, like, a Nintendo-only console owner. I look at it and go, like, man, I wish I had a way to play that. Well, I feel that like long, but they might be too long for Well, well regardless of... Don't worry about that. Just if I want to experience them at my speed. Point is, like, I feel like every <laughs> so, so often... So you're never going to experience <laughs> listen, them all. Listen, like, my point is, I've always looked at those games and been like, that would be a cool Would you kindly beat experience. these games? Maybe. Stop focusing Get on the my... the reference! It's from Bioshock. Oh, you haven't played it. Right, exactly. I don't know the reference. I want to correct that. But like, I, what I was trying to say is like, every so often there are these games, and sometimes eventually they show up. Like, I remember Call of Duty on Xbox 360, Modern Warfare One, Two. I was super into playing with a friend, and I was like, I really love to play this eventually. And like, the Wii one doesn't count; it's motion control. But then Black Ops came to Wii U, and that was cool, and I got that. And now it's Bioshock's turn. So like, I'm hey, don't very... the motion controls. They improved some games. Really... No, they did, and but and apparently Call of Duty ones are pretty good. But I wanted like, I was like, I'm playing this on my friend's 360. I want to mimic that. But um, yeah, now Bioshock, which is kind of cool. And Ke- Kevin, you have you played them all? Yeah, uh, no, I have not finished uh, Bioshock two. Ah, because Mister Jason, are you gonna finish your game? Hasn't finished the game. I see. I, I finished see. Bioshock one and Infinite, but not two. I got Infinite spoils. Listen, just because for me, oh. and I will never let that go. <laughs> How'd that uh, happen? What do you mean? How that happened? How did it get spoiled? Oh, I was I was like like in the middle of a session. And then Angel's brother literally texts mm. me the spoiler to the end of the game. Oh, that's like, the worst. Apparently this happens. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why would you do that to me? I was upset for like a week. Right. Would you recommend... <laughs> would you? He just made a gesture towards the room where Elvis is currently re- residing. Uh, would you... Because no one can see what he's doing. Yeah, with a thumbs up. It, it sure was. He was like, thanks, pal. Which, so you'd recommend like I check him out when they come to Switch, assuming the port's good. I mean, this is the I mean, I mean, yeah, like... Yeah. I have no hope of you finishing. That's a different the first story. One. I'm talking about should I go spend money well, on? Well, that's the thing. It's like, should... okay, you guys are the worst. Anyway, <laughs> so who's who's porting this? Do we know? Unclear because it's not. It's only leaked right now. 2K hasn't even confirmed oh, okay. it, but two so rainboards have leaked I, it. I would recommend this to anybody for Bioshock One alone, just because that game is really fun. I haven't played part two, but my brother really, really loves it. He loves he, it more than part one. The only reason that he loves it is because you get to be a big daddy in that one. Uh, yeah. Literally, yeah. You also get to be He's a big like, daddy in oh, part it's one. so cool. Not as much as you do in part two. Oh. Spoiler? It's for an old game. Oh, well, whatever. Yeah, it's yeah from, like, I guess, 20, yeah. Like, That's not really... It's from 20 years. I mean, years. I, don't, I, don't, I don't really consider that much yeah. of a spoiler because it's not really don't. a twist. Well, I considering mean, the sequel, it was a, a bullet point on the back of the box. Like, it's not that big of a revelation. Yeah. Like, if yes. you went in, never. It's just something the that happens. But yeah. it, it, sorry, but, but I apologize. <laughs> but it's not really a. It doesn't affect the plot. Right. So but worry. like, honestly, like, all this is just the tip of the iceberg in terms of Switch this year. Because like, there's another rating leak pointing to Saints Row Four now coming to Switch, and there's now three is already on Switch, and there's. Um, rumblings once again that Microsoft has more in store for the platform too. There was a Eurogamer journalist tweeted that they're eager to explore Switch the other day, which perfectly lines up with a rumor going around that they, much like Ori and the Blind Forest, they brought the first one over to promote the second one on their platform. Rumor is they might be doing some sort of HD-ified Halo 1 on Switch. Maybe. 
I don't know if I believe it, but it does line like there's all this talk of all these old ports because like Switch is proving to be a gamer's system. Like NPD put out some numbers about Switch hardware in for December and for the full year. And surprise, surprise, like we already know Switch is doing well hardware wise. Top selling system of the year, top selling system of December. It it outsold its December a year ago, meaning it sold somewhere over one point seven seven million here in the US alone in December, which is pretty big. But the uh, and, and actually even Japan is doing crazy. Like year over year it's up twenty nine percent. Gangbusters? It yeah, it's up it represented seventy percent of the Japanese game hardware market in twenty nineteen. Seventy percent of all hardware sold in Japan was the Switch in twenty nineteen. Whoa. It's pretty big. But what but the point that's more interesting that was in that data, at least in my opinion, is it's not just switches selling. It's switches selling to core gamers who want gamery experiences, and the sign of that is the number one accessory in the video game industry in the year 2019 was the Switch Pro Controller. So clearly there's an audience here for this stuff, and it seems like developers from Capcom to now 2K to now maybe even Microsoft are starting to really recognize that and act on it, which is pretty cool to see. We're finally getting the like gamery games that you know Nintendo always apparently never got. So kind of neat. But we diverged very far from Byleth. Like, that was quite a I know, Yeah, I never got to, I don't think to say my we, piece on it. Hey, um, I, I don't mind diverging a lot from Byleth. So. I, I figured. <laughs> but, I mean, we gotta be fair to him. Like, it almost feels like we have to separate the character from and the decision. Her. And her. My, my apologies. Them? That, th- they? From, uh, but yeah. we, we have to we have to be, like, at the end of the day, he's not being shortchanged, and she, are not being shortchanged they. as a character. Like, they are doing. They are giving their best. <laughs> like a mad. Well, let's be honest. They put a lot of thought into. They did. That's what I was gonna say. Like Sakurai and the devs. That's did what I such said. The nice mechanic job. of the character looked fun. Yeah, and like not like that. Like let's start small and work our way up to the character. Like the fan Fine. service treatment is so. It's right there with how Banjo was, with how Hero was. Like little things like all the alternate colors mirror all the houses. Like that's a small thing, but it's appreciated. The colors do make the character look significantly different. Yes. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, and like the stage. The... Actually, the Fire Emblem characters in general, like Robin's color palette swaps were like really well done. Yeah, they, they are... Almost all of them in general. They do good fan service. And like the stage is pretty cool. It may not be super original. It cycles through multiple locales. That's a trait that I think all the Fire Emblem stages have. But they at least try to make it different. They have elements like of each of the four parts of the school that have destructible environments, and there's cameos from each of the characters of the three houses. They even got a spot with the gatekeeper, who you may recall is like kind of a meme when the game first came out. So they kind of give that a nod. Like they're really trying here, and the, and I kind of like the scene transitions they do at this stage. Like in the other Fire Emblem stage, I feel like there's that weird crossfade to white, and it's kind of like odd. This one they this lift one it up and spin it and lower it. A walk-off stage which is kind of weird yeah that that's a bit there is a much choice variety in the terrain actually even though they're like here are two platforms but the but... destructible stuff is kind of like i think supposed to be the new thing for this one because like the other ones have more train variety but are very actually no i take no, that back the, the other the... one has destructible yeah, yeah i mean yeah. the shadow moses from You're brawl right. had like destructible walls right i don't even mean the i mean specifically oh i thought you meant like like a new mechanic or something no but... no but it, it's not that new of a mechanic they're just kind of sprucing up the existing one and doing a better job of explaining how you're going from point a to b in that fire emblem world because yeah i was never a fan of that crossfade it always felt really lazy but this is like they tried yeah, this like the way that you like actually lift up and the camera swivels is kind of cool. But then of course you got Byleth as the fighter, and um, they're there. Can I point out that at the beginning of that trailer, like that that little fairy thing, whatever. I'm sorry, I I haven't played Three Houses, so but what that girl in the chair, yeah. who's like, sure, do you call her selfish? Selfish. <laughs> oh yeah, something like that. The with the blue hair. Yeah, 
Someone on the other end is like, green. it's a name. It's da, da, da. That used to be you before you joined our podcast. You'd be a shy, like, that's, that's not what our persona is yeah. called. Yeah. But anyway, what, uh, what were you going to say about her? She says a line, like, too many swords, obviously, like, making... I want to bring that up. But then, like, the character still has blades. Well, like, so, yeah, but I feel like... Also, well, if we're talking about in-jokes, like, not only the too many swords thing, which is very self-aware, but also I did like how they did a second reveal for the fair, female with Byleth recruits Byleth. Oh, I thought yeah, that was like, great. Like, the yeah. Sakurai's humor is on point. Fair, Corrin doesn't even use but, the blade. But the other whatsoever. seven do, or six do. Robin... Robin uses that, and five do. But, I mean, um, he does have that jaggy blade, but yeah. Yeah, it does... It is weird because there was a slight tone deaf to, to it, tone deafness to it because it was like, haha, swordsmen, we have so many. Here's another one, but I guess they also have a bow and kind yeah, of an like, axe like, and like kind of a like... bigger blade. Yeah, but I, I think what's different with with Violet or why I at least like about it is, and we'll have to see when we play it in a couple of weeks when it comes out. But um, it's more of a distance character. So like the other Fire Emblem characters, you gotta get pretty close. Like Marth, Lucina. I guess Ike is, has a little bit longer sword, but it's still pretty close combat. But this one, like the main or one of the four swords, is like this whip thing. The bow you can use from far away. Uh, maybe the axe and the lance are a little less so, but it is cool that one you can rotate between those. And two, um, there's actually some range, so you're not necessarily. So it's like a different type of swordsman. But I agree that there is a slight. Oh, another swordsman. Here's the swordsman. Well, yeah, like, well simultaneously not realizing or not having self-awareness go another fire emblem character even though that's yeah, kind of the underlying yeah, that complaint was, that was more, yeah, yeah so but i don't know like i i do some of the moves look really cool i really like that up b where the uh whip kind of like the sword whip becomes like a yeah, grab that's thing right, yeah. that's really cool but Just i mean like joker but yeah it's similar joker yeah for sure the only but, difference is uh he brings you down instead of going up which does make it unique right but angel you're you're kind of a resonance masher so since you're already talking about like different moves and how they compare like if you remove the drama around Violet, and I know you're saying it seems like they'd be fun, like, do you think, what do you think? Do you think this character actually has some chance to be, like, a main character in the competitive scene? Do you think they're too OP? Some of it feels OP to me, honestly. Mm, I was going to say, none of it actually feels OP. Really? I, the thing that stuck out to me was the whole, um, the equivalent of the Falcon Punch that Violet has, where you can charge up the axe. Oh, yeah. And but... you're invincible the entire time you charge it, unless you someone grab. grabs you. I feel like that's a little, like, have they done that to that extent with someone before? Yeah. Who? Ganondorf, like Warlock Punch. It's invisible to everything but I a grab. Never noticed. Interesting. Okay, then I guess there's, it's not so Bowser has armor on pretty much almost all of his moves. You can um, tell I don't play competitively. I play as a party game, but King K rules. His belly has armor all the time whenever he's attacking. So where do you think uh, Byleth will stand or rank? or like what's your what's your feel of it? Is it like a probably solid... like, probably like middle of the road because like. Bylith looks very vulnerable off stage. Like, it it seems easy enough to dodge. I mean, like, the upbeat seems pretty good. Like, oh, cool. Like, they could climb and, like, pounce on you, but they could also just not chase them off stage. Right. And, yeah, I don't know. It, some stuff seems pretty exploitable. Like, even that um, down B, like, that charging axe thing. Like, usually, if people know you have something like that, they're never going to get that close to you for you to use it. And when they mm -hmm. do, they're just going to go for a grab. Everyone in this game gets close for grabs. Like, I would say, like, 60 to 70% of what people do is a grab of some sort. So, that kind of, like, makes that move, like, something you're going to use maybe more in the air. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, nothing... Nothing really jumped out at you. Yeah, they're... Honestly, like, of all the DLC characters, they seem the most safe or vanilla. Like, not, there's no, like, no new mechanics with them. There's no... Everything is just more, like, committal with that character. Right. It's, like, right. commit with the... Commit with the charge would be more to do more damage, but... You kind of point out like how like you're gonna reflect or, you know, yeah. I don't know. 
Very middle of the road. Very middle of the road. They seem fun, but they don't seem like exceptionally uh, great yeah. and ex- or exceptionally bad. They just seem middle of the road. Right. I think... Um, you know what I think actually bothered me? Because we were talking about like Uh-oh. how they did the fake out with... Um, yeah, like oh, swordsman. That's kind of swordsman. Sakurai also, when he started talking about like the history of tactical strategy oh, games, actually, before he even introduced the video, he thought of, like, oh, yeah, no one knows that. Not even Nintendo. There's I, also I, that. I feel like that almost built it up to be like whoa, way bigger, right? Yeah, they're like whoa, like not even like Nintendo knows. Like, whoa, they're gonna get their minds blown too. Oh, fire! Also, yeah. Also, can we mention the fact that when he started doing these presentations, like when people would laugh, it would be like. You'd hear like a chuckle. Oh, and now it's like a laugh now track. Now, no, <laughs> now he's got like a studio audience yeah. with him now. Like, <laughs> My question is how do you kick it to be that studio audience? Granted, I won't understand what he's saying, but it would still be. No, a that joy. translator will be there alive. Ooh, <laughs> I would go to that. I'm not even kidding. When we go to Japan next year, I would go to I mean, a Sakurai's voice, Sakurai voice presentation taping. I thought it was a little charming when, after the reveal, he was like putting up the poster. Oh, yeah, and then he gave that, that smirk. That was, that yeah. was, that was no, there's some funny. good bits in it. Yeah, like I said, the binary thing was kind of yeah. funny. But there's one thing he said that's just like, oh, that just. But I think really, he's he too in on the joke now. He makes it hard to I think they're too in on the joke. And like, he. The thing that. So he was talking about tactical strategy games, right? And he was saying, like, yeah, so most of them involve tanks and, like, army units. And he kept going about that. And I was like, but Fire Emblem has, mystic- has like, uh, fantastical characters. And, you know, like, know, they, 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 and the they, second he said tanks and planes, I was just doing. like, Advance Wars. Just make an Advance Wars character. Like, it can revive the series honestly, the same way it did for Kid Icarus. And honestly, they could Put a tank from Advance Wars does, in the yeah, game. It like, doesn't have to be a CO. I don't want it, it to be a CO. It doesn't have to be Byleth. I Give want it to the be, tank yeah, from Advance Wars. I want it to be a cluster of grunts that work together, because the weirder the character is, and this is why I wanted Fire Pass 2 when they start doing it, the weirder the character is in Smash Bros., the better I feel like it and is. And honestly, like... I want the grunts from Advance Wars. I want Wart. That's actually something I borrowed from Emily Rogers on um, Twitter. She was like, Wart would be fun, and she's absolutely right. And I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but Nintendo, in their pamphlet for recruitment of new hirees in Japan, randomly has Wart in the official art. And I think that's the first time they've acknowledged Wart in some capacity in years. So, like, give me Wart. Give me um, Advance Wars Tank. Give me an arms fighter. Give me the choir boys, some rhythm. I mean, like, all that in, in the second pass is what I want. And honestly, like... I don't think there's any Fire Emblem character at this point that would be remotely exciting. Because even, like, I think what makes this even more disappointing is that he's been going out of his way, as you said, like, to include, like, to incorporate new, like, gameplay mechanics with each character. Yeah. And this character doesn't have any new gameplay mechanics. All no. his attacks... Like, Which is funny because he made that point at the end and, that they and, all do. And, and, you know, like, like oh, sure, he's, used, he's not using a sword, but at the end of the day, they're all, like, ranged weapons. Like, yeah. that's not different or exciting. Like, I loved when they introduced... Like, Corrin initially was like, oh, a Fire Emblem character, but then, like, oh, wow, they have, like, crazy projectile, they use a spear, they have this whole piercing thing. And to be fair, like, Robin's like, kind of cool with the, well, yeah, with the, the magic. And, yeah, and, and Robin, too. Like, yeah. Robin is way different. He yeah. actually incorporates And she, excuse you. Um, they actually... Robin actually incorporates <laughs> the whole mechanic from Fire Emblem where, like, your all your weapons and items have durability, and they actually, like, go right. down, and you have to wait for them to recharge. That was awesome. Corrin has the whole pinning mechanic, and this character has nothing. They're just attackers, like... Yeah. You know what the other thing that bothers me is actually cause we're talking about like how I was saying like all oh, these like you're talking about you made an interesting point where you're like they add new gameplay elements and Sakurai at the end of the presentation was like fire pass one like we tried to do new stuff everyone had something new which maybe um, by the dozen but 
he and then he's like in fire pass two we're gonna do even more and then they're like lastly it's like oh well, one more thing they're pulling an apple and he's like how about those sales numbers and like why would you not tease if you're doing a character that's not a big collaboration and you're nintendo and you kind of know it's not gonna get the same buzz as banjo or hero or joker why not do what you did at the banjo presentation and do a very quick tease of the first character from fighter pass two they literally are selling Fighter Pass 2 starting January 28th alongside Violet, and they didn't do any tease. I honestly thought they were going to, like, because of that, I thought they were going to tease, like, the Piranha Plant equivalent yeah, or something. Yeah, right. Well, that this time is a Me Fighter costume, well, I mean, they uh, also, the armored Link I mean, didn't they also do that with Rex? That's true, they did. So they yeah. could still do... And that's another thing. Rex couldn't be a playable character because it was too close to release of the game. Fire Emblem's even closer, and somehow Violet is in this. But, um, no, I, I really can't believe they didn't tease the next one because, like, the, he said they're all decided already. They can do a rent. They could do a. I mean, when they revealed Terry, it was just a pre-rendered trailer, had no real yeah, footage. The, they just, it's so just show easy. us pictures or just put the name. Like Mortal Kombat, literally just had a list of names and yeah. then later had a trailer. Or just do a single render. Because honestly, like just reading like some like just a bunch of comments on Twitter just to see what people felt. Like yeah. a lot of people actually commented like honestly like after seeing all of the fighter paths getting revealed, it was an extremely big mixed bag. I actually don't feel confident pre-ordering the next one because I you know. literally only cared about like one of these characters. And and the thing is, because you know, the yeah. casual audience, like I mean, totally. I, I'm getting it regardless because you know, I care more about how they play than who they are. Although it is always, exce- I think I just care about like the reveal trailers. I want the hype from the trailer. Once yeah. the character's out, I don't really care. I mean, I love Hero. Mm-hmm. I didn't care about him initially, but he did get me to buy the game. So there you go. And and the thing is, like I know we have talked about time and time again, like developers, you know, it's their vision, it's their choice there's two ways to look at this one is this is partially a marketing exercise there's no if and or but around that nintendo corporate tells soccer i here's who you choose from and here's why um so at some level i feel like it's okay to be mad about this while like being like oh your design decision was poor um because they're doing it to cater to fans not so much to fulfill a vision but more of the point i have no problem with who they choose but just like once you choose them figure out the flow that makes the most sense like to and they went backwards like start he should have been in the middle of the pack I think but and the fact that they didn't do a tease of the second one just is driving me crazy I don't know why well I, I like, think the reason for no tease of the next character because like did anybody really expect a second fighter pass because of well they I announced think, that I think that they already announced that. that they announced that um, when Oh yeah, they did announce. They it announced the it after in Terry's. After Terry's. Oh really? Yeah. They just said more. The big surprise was this one has six instead of five, yeah. which is cool because I think it's say, the same price. They also didn't but. even say it would have five. They just said more characters are in development, and that was it. And they implied it'd be like basically a continuation of the first one in terms of you know they'll do it again twice. And now they're like, haha, not really. We're adding a six. <laughs> and I assume the price the price will still be twenty five. I don't know. They didn't even say that, so it could be thirty. And then it's like, wait, so okay, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think. I'm I'm excited to try him, even though he's not necessarily original. I do like when they add new fighters. I think the fan service form is great. I just wish, like you know, they did well with it. I just think the way it was positioned is where things went a bit awry, personally. Now on the flip side of that, like Smash is only half the DLC story of from Nintendo these last couple weeks. Because for all the flack it got, I feel like maybe I'm wrong here, but I feel like Pokemon Sword and Shield's newly announced expansion pass received. Maybe not a full opposite reaction, but at least the pendulum swung a bit more in the other direction, and people seemed pretty into what Pokemon was doing. I'm pretty happy about yeah, about everything it's really they cool. said. Because so for well, those especially who the fact that they in, they're introducing a tropical ish area, which means we could get chat taunt, So ah, um, yes, that's true. But yeah, as announced uh, for those who don't know, a week prior to the Smash DLC, they did a Pokemon Direct, and they did. 
they they sure did. And essentially, Game Freak has fully sunsetted the idea of a third version of Pokemon in favor of a two-part DLC release, which introduced new Pokemon, new Galarian forms of existing Pokemon, new Gigamax forms of existing Pokemon, including, interestingly enough, the final forms of the starters, and new outfits and new items and Gigamax? new tutors. Did I just say Gigamax? Yeah. Is that what? No, it's either Dynamax or Gigantamax. Yeah, where'd I get Gigamax? Is Gigamax a battery? No, that's Dynamax. No, yeah. no, Dynamax is like Dynamax every is like, Pokemon can go Dynamax. No, no, no. There's a battery called Dyna. Point is, the yeah, I don't know why I said that. Um, You're flipping yeah, all over today. Only twice, but there's <laughs> new items, there's new outfits, there's new tutor moves, and it's all thirty bucks, sort of. Um, so part one hits at the end of June. It's called the Isle of Armor, uh, because you know, like sword and shield and armor, they're so clever. Anyway, it's loosely based on the Isle of Man, which means it is more tropical, like Angel's saying. It, it's it's rather lush. It has beaches, it's greenery, it has caves. Uh, but more interestingly. It will also see you take on the role of a dojo apprentice under the guide of a former Pokemon champion who's also named Mustard. There are a lot of people named Mustard in this episode. Two of them. That's two more than most. Um, and I assume... Okay, this is a bad joke. I assume he's named Mustard because as an apprentice you are catching up to him or catch up. I assume that's the joke there. I assume that's why they did that. Or they Catch just up and Mustard. You're catching it. up to Mustard. Or his name is literally just Mustard. Oh, God. Anyway... So there's a new Pokemon in the deck. I got like you even sighed. I know. I have no I have no breaks. I can't pump the brakes on a bad joke, I just keep going. <laughs> don't tell the name is just a name, as bad as it is. Yeah, but anyway. Um, he's yellow? I don't know. Is he? Yeah, he's wearing a yellow suit. Well, wait, he could pick mustard for the pun for you're right. How dare I? Anyway, um the cool thing about the dojo is it means there's some inter- like dojo fighting themed Pokemon. There's this guy named Cub Fu who evolves into two different forms with different fighting styles and attack styles. That's kinda neat. But then the second part is called the crown kind of whether he's a legendary because most legendary no he's don't. not he's not only the they called him a legendary did they I yeah. thought they were only yeah. oh. they, said, they said the new legendary I thought only the legendary from part 2 was a legendary <laughs> the legendary from part 2 yeah um, the deer that looks like it's really smart because it just has a big brain um, oh that uh, oh what's his name uh, it's like Calyrex or something like that but anyway yeah. Um, yeah that's part of the crown tundra that's the second part that's going to follow up in the fall part 1 will be out by the end of June and the crown tundra that's based on Scotland it's replacing the tropical environment or augmenting those with snowy tundras and wintry things. This one we know a bit less about, but Game Freak's teasing that you're going to join some sort of exploration team and the emphasis is really on going into Pokemon dens. And one of the biggest selling points, which is actually kind of cool, is these dens are going to house all the legendary Pokemon from every game. Like, obviously That's there's the cool. new one, the deer with the big brain, but they're also saying every single other one's coming back. And well, it's obviously getting a new form along with the Galarian Bird Trio. Yeah, that's that's the other thing is Arcuno's Aptos Moltres look like they're all getting uh, Gigantamaxed or, or or I don't know if it's no, Gigantamaxed or just, just new no, Galarian no, forms. They, they, they look like Galarian forms. Yeah. If they were Gigantamax, they would have had that little red outline and that's true. They would have been drawn from a top-down perspective because that's how oh, every that's single. Right. Yeah. yeah, look at Mr. Animator over here noticing that. But no, it's they look cool. They look great. They're not even moving though. But but you know, you, know what? you pay attention. To <laughs> I, know, I know, I know. No, but it does like. Actually, that's the one thing. Um, the concept art looked great. The concept art for all of it looked great. But man, those montages of concept art were like seventeen minutes long. Like it's just like look oh, over yeah. here, now look over there, now swooping back, and it like, kept swooping over the same spots, yeah. which is really funny. It was like, all right, just like show me the notebook, and he's like, flip through. yeah, like, seriously, it's just like like just have a guy present it. But um, yeah, the inclusions of the legendaries are part of this broader push with the DLC of introducing about two hundred old Pokemon back into Sword and Shield's Pokedex, including a Galarian Slowpoke that um, if you 
visit the game after if you play the game update it and visit a certain spot currently in the current form of the game i think it's the station um uh wedgehurst or whatever uh if you do that you actually get to see this slow poke and you get to interact and catch it and or take it and all that and i, I don't know do you guys get the same vibe as i do that the 200 plus pokemon was kind of game freaks way of giving an all branch to the national decks complainers because like timing wise um, i mean it just felt like they're not fully meeting the demand and i'm sure the producer of pokemon suda is very aware of not fully meeting demand because he actually this is real he had to tweet on his birthday let me relax and enjoy my birthday stop pestering me about pokemon did DLC. he really not verbatim but that was the message i kind of oh, just relaxed okay. on my birthday like wait a day about the pokemon dlc um so clearly people are still harassing him unfortunately to, after to, do, to the, do this well yeah. nintendo is probably like our marketing schedule we have a smash thing in a week but uh, we don't do directs anymore for all the games we do them game by game we have to do our whatever direct a week after that but when are they going to dump all the not as exciting games? I guess they I, just, they I, just come I out still now. think there's going to be a. Dir- I mean, we got all those weird third party announcements, but um, or not weird, but like the portal. I guess it's up to the third parties or. But e- either children. way, the the reason I think um, that Game Freak might be kind of responding to the National Deck stuff is one, they really emphasized how many Pokemon were back, and they really emphasized all the legendaries, all the ones you care about, they're coming back. And then number two, the timing lines up because last summer they put out that letter like, "Hey, Sword and Shield's releasing in it, in the state we envisioned." But stay tuned for more. And like that summer till next summer is a decent amount of time to render a bunch of new Pokemon and put sure. them in the game. Like the, the the you know they probably saw E3 the feedback and like we should maybe make this more of a DLC priority. And, and now here we are. Like I I'd I'd believe it. And and like I don't know credit where it's due. They're not actually paywalling any of the new Pokemon. Sort of. No, not at all. The core. Well, then here's you, what I mean. You need to have the someone core- that have bought in it. Yeah, which no. Is, well, you can trade. Is, you yeah, can trade. They have a weird trade. Someone set. that has, yeah, it. I guess. Someone had to have spent the money. Yeah, well, that's no different. Than, I know, I know. Yeah, but like the I core. Know the what was kind? Of, well, I think it's kind of neat about it is, the, and actually, no, you you don't need to necessarily trade with them because here's something that they buried in the press release: the core game. When you update it, you'll get to obviously trade, but you can also do max raid battles with anyone who has the expansions and go and fight those expansion pokemon in your core game so if you have a friend that bought it and you don't want to buy it but you just want to go do max raids with them so it requires, i mean that's not no different than training at that point well not exactly you both get it you everyone gets it when you do the raid yeah but it requires sure someone that... that this is the case it's yeah. in the press release you don't need to own the expansion to do the max raid battles if someone else sets it up you can just that has in. the dlc Yes, but again, this is different than train because you don't need to catch it twice. You each get it the one time when you raid together. All right. I'm just saying it's kind of cool. Like, they could so easily have just been like, nope, you have to buy it if you want any of these Pokemon, but they're actually trying to, like, connect it a little, which is nice, I feel like. I feel like you guys aren't quite sold on it as much as me. I mean, well, I mean, it doesn't feel like any special. I mean, that's kind of been the case with any of the Pokemon games for the most part. They could go fight Pokemon that aren't in your game. But, well, actually, yeah, I guess it's just because max raids are new. Cooperative yeah. catching. I mean, but the Pokemon are still going to be in the game. Yeah, you just can't catch them unless they're dyn- unless it's a Dynamax version. Well, they basically got to update the game to recognize all the new Pokemon, the core game for free. Let's say I do yes. not buy this DLC. Correct. I'm still getting those 200 Pokemon in my game. You will have the ability. Yes, just, they won't be in ju- your but, wild area, but, but I will not be able to catch them unless you go through unless a friend's max raid or trade correct but that's still better than making everyone pay for it just to access them 
Which is what the third version system was if they ever introduced new Pokemon there. Is you had to go buy. Actually, that's the whole problem with third versions is they... I'm kind of curious about your thoughts on this, actually. But, like, third versions, you put in... I don't know how many hundred hours into a game and they're like, hey, you want to do that again but with like one or two new features or like a Celebi this time or like, you know, weird things like that. Now they're kind of like, you don't need to do that. If you know someone, it's fine. Which I guess theoretically... I feel like you're underselling third versions a lot because they definitely put in way more than just that. Like Emerald introduced like the Wild Frontier, which... They add a feature to a game that's mostly the same. Yeah, but I mean, you also don't have to get it well, yeah, but but think about if you like. I mean, it wasn't integral no, 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 because not... like, because like between the versions, like they might introduce like one or two new Pokemon, but they're usually legendaries. But nothing really made you go get it unless you just really want to play more, or you missed out on the first two. I think what Jason's trying to say is that the third, if you already had the original version, the third version is mostly the same game it's for a, cheap a cat. bunch of. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, no, no, there's people that come no, in no. at the third version. That's fine. But I'm saying, like, no, the no, concept yeah. of it is such a cheap cash in that, like, not abuses, but takes advantage of the fact that there are diehard fans that want to experience everything and want to experience the Wild Frontier or whatever. So they will. So Game Freak can go, well, we'll just give them the same game with some yeah, a few I new mean, things. No, yeah, and they have to play another 100 plus hours I mean, and all that. Yeah, I mean, considering it's, like, a, a consistent thing, you think they could just not do that? And just include everything from the get-go and maybe just delay the but game But it was a, it I was know, a I know, business. I, no, I know, I, I know. Yeah. But, you know, like, at the same time, I don't know, maybe in the beginning when they had a yellow version or gold, maybe they did think of it as an expansion or DLC, but that just wasn't a feasible thing to do, so they had to really Yellow absolutely was a cash-in, because all I did was stick Pikachu in it and had him walk around because he was super popular. I think gold, uh, I think Crystal, when they started doing, like, especially in Japan where they had the cell phone functionality, if you lived in Japan, that's where I think your point that they're trying to do DLC before DLC existed probably holds more Yeah, weight. I think the, well, yeah. I mean, regardless, I think the only one that gets excused by this is um, Black 2 and White 2 because that was definitely yep. like a full-on sequel Absolutely. with, yep. like, a different campaign. And, I mean, it's, it was really... That's really interesting. And, like, to be fair to them, like... Even Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon have some significant changes. But yeah, to be fair, Game Freak, like, they they're definitely experimenting tried more, with it. Yeah. Yeah, like, it wasn't like they went from cheap cash and straight to DLC. They definitely, like, the sequels were an interesting idea. Ultra Sun and Moon were, like, actually, after, kind of a hybrid of the old actually, third after, version and the sequel. Actually, everything, yeah, because, like... I, I mean, I definitely, like, pretty much felt that way about the third version. I either ignored them because I had the first version or I waited for it, which that never just never happened. Because, I mean, I got... The only time I ever did get a third version was Platinum. And I maybe played, like, the first few hours before I was just, like, kind of done with it. Because it's like, I don't want to go through the campaign again. Everything is just snowier. Yeah. But after Black 2 and White 2, I think they stopped doing third version. They was either a remake in between each game or, like, a full-on sequel. Which... Yeah, so they've been... Tw- I, I would say, like, the Ultras. I was starting to say this a second ago, but... Um, I, I think the like... Ultras are the hybrid. Like, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are the hybrid of, like, the old third version idea with the idea of a sequel. So they weren't actually, like, sequels. They were, like... They changed some scenarios up and made it different enough that it felt fresh, but it was still... It wasn't as full-fledged as Black and White 2 is what I'm saying. So they've, they've been dabbling in different strategies. Yeah. But I think, like, what makes the expansion pass so great, at least to me, is they've sidestepped the repetition yeah, everything yeah, else it, requires it's definitely the yeah. best thing they could have done yeah, it, like, it's definitely the best way to go with Pokemon the fact that they literally the first sign point was it uses your save data like I was like oh wow and not only that but like um, you don't have to necessarily beat the core sword and shield to do this these new areas will open up and be accessible in the same non-linear way that anything in the wild I mean, is that's super cool because it I kind of dropped off hard on Pokemon 
So would you double dip on this though when they start introducing the new scenarios and world? And oh, I'm getting and... the expansion. Okay, pass. yeah, so uh, especially uh, Crown Tundra looks really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. that means they don't yeah. have to wait until this the end of this year to get a new Pokemon. Yeah, they broke Pokemon. the cycle. Yeah, I could just get this one and confidently be like, all right, cool. This is the Pokemon I'm going to be playing. And like, here's the other thing: is like we own as fans, we're like, oh, this is great for us. But like for Game Freak, there's like so many, and Nintendo, there's actually a couple like good business reasons to do this that you know contrary to the we get another and forty dollars it is cheap it's yeah uh, but, i don't want to pay 60 bucks again well it's Hold cheaper on. and it isn't so the <laughs> oh, one thing we're I complaining see. about before i talk about the business advantage the one thing we're complaining about is uh the questionable choice they have split the dlc in two so sword and shields dlc will have slight differences exclusive pokemon different characters like uh, i think on isle of armor you either have clara or something with an a, a- Avery, dude, with the as, magical as the uh, you know either right. person you interact with, they're kind of your competitors right. in the dojo, and you know that means if you really want the full, true, all-encompassing, holistic mm, sword and shield sure experience, and the, yes, yeah. so that's sixty dollars for sword, sixty dollars for shield, thirty dollars oh. for one DLC, thirty dollars so for another DLC. Thing, it's a hundred. No, it's actually arguably more. It's a hundred eighty dollars oh, wow. total versus if you had version three, it'd be a hundred twenty dollars total. Oh. So you're actually. Wait, no, no, no. Yeah. 60, 60, 60. Wait. No, you said, wrong? you said. You're right. You I did said, that math wrong. Yeah. It's the same number. Yeah, it's, it's the, the same, same number. Same. So it's literally the same yeah. thing then. Um, but still, it's, 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 if you really want the full experience. So they're still kind of nickel and diming, but they're doing it well, at a much you, lower Can't you also keyword. buy uh, Sword and Shield at that combo? You can. But that's and it's like 80. 10 bucks cheaper. And you can actually buy a combo of the DLC as well. They're discounting it slightly. So I imagine. They will at some point release a complete edition that has everything and maybe saves you ten bucks. But um, I guess the whole I, I guess the thing that's kind of like oh come on Game Freak is wait, they com- move a complete so you mean like a third version that has both the I'm red s- Pokemon the shield and the sword Pokemon? No, I'm pretty- saying no 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 no. I'm saying how they did the oh, double, did, oh, pack, just the double that, pack with the, the DLC that has everything. Yes, okay, that's what I mean. Gotcha. Um, and sure I, it's just at the end of the day, I feel like we're, they were so close to dropping the nickel and dime, but it's just. It's so deep rooted in Game Freak's blood that they just couldn't quite shake it, and they still. Is this, this Game oddity. Freak's blood, or is it Nintendo. the Nintendo company? It's probably the, the, the Pokemon company. It's probably Pokemon company. Yeah, so. Which, on the business side, like I was trying to say before, I feel like Game Freak gets a bad rap for all this no, stuff it's when Pokemon it's like company. it's the Pokemon yeah. company. Don't which yeah yeah. Game Sorry, Freak Game makes Freak. other games they aside do. from Pokemon. They do I, like I Harmonite like, and and the uh, badass elephant game. Uh, Timbo? Timbo, 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 Timbo. Yeah, yeah something like that. But to like Pokemon's company, Pokemon companies like this this whole thing is really savvy. Like, because first of all, every time a third version comes out, think about how many copies of the originals are traded in. Because people are like, I'm done with this, I'm going to get the better one, right? Or like they transfer to Pokemon, then they sell it to GameStop or something. Which means the market, every time that there's a third version, gets flooded with all these now cheaper ones of the first two. And that means, you know, if you're a casual fan, why spend full MSRP when you get basically the same experience for a little cheaper if you buy it used? And for casual folk, there's definitely a market for that. Game Freak has, or Pokemon Company has basically like completely cut that off. That is not a thing anymore. They will just get pure money. They will get everything because they get the core purchase and then they get the DLC. And if you're really diehard, you get both DLCs. I mean, they got it before regardless though. Kind of. If, well, be, because if, if I bought whatever, if yeah. I bought a, we'll say a Diamond. Sure. They already got my money from Diamond. And then they get your money from Platinum. And then they're getting the but, money from Platinum, yeah. But... 
they won't get the money when you sell diamond off. Yeah, he's saying that if someone and then else someone else in comes in and, and doesn't care about platinum, they'll buy the cheaper oh, diamond. Good point. Okay, so they lose yeah, the yeah, yeah. second sale. Okay, yeah, yeah. So if if you uh, you know if you do this, you avoid that completely. And what better time to switch it over than when than with the first Pokemon where most people not most but there's a chunk of people that are saying it's the least. Like there's there's less meat on the bone after the main game. There's not as much reason to keep it. There's no national decks. What am I gonna do with it? And they're like, well, you're keeping it for the expansion pack now. That's what you're doing with it. Some people are. Yeah, some people. There's still gonna be a subset that sell it. I'm sure, but like they have squashed a huge. Oh no, I'm, market. I'm talking about the the people who even after this announcement weren't satisfied. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The people who are like, they could have just put this in the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, that's true of any deal. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Like at that point. If, but, you, if they develop a game long enough, they could have put literally anything in the game. So. But yeah, but I think like the fact that they're doing it, it's a really like poor GameStop. They're already struggling. I mean, even and now, without, like one of the biggest games that's traded in is like off the radar in a major way. Yeah, that is true. Um, I mean, without the Pokemon and all that stuff, it's still like a forty-hour game. Yeah, it's still, it's, people are just. It's still people are just. You know, yeah. they're just really attached to the old Pokemon. This is what it is. And it's and there's it. a second thought, by the way, attached to this is um, if they keep selling this base game or do like the double pack plus dlc combo um ultimately it's helping the game sales continue to grow as a as a base level. like they're now stacking a second cost on top of the first so they're getting double dipped there and then if you look at what happened with like sun and moon as soon as ultra sun and moon came out sun and moon just basically vanished off the sales chart they were ready for another joke this one i actually wrote down because i'm so Can proud of it they eclipsed ultra sun and moon eclipsed sun and moon that one's all right yeah thank you um but yeah Did like say sun and moon eclipse sun and moon. or ultra sun and moon eclipse sun okay and moon. you ruined your joke Keep no going. no no i think r- roll back the tape i no, said because it right. explained it oh uh, well anyway the so in like 2019 top selling 3ds game according to npd ultra sun and moon you know it was not at all on the chart regular sun and moon and that's not necessarily a problem game freak's still making money but it's it's much easier for marketing to be like this is the best selling Pokemon game ever than to basically cut off their own legs and have to sort of start anew with something else so that's another advantage they gain if they just stack DLC on top so there's some really like kind of savvy and I mean moves. I'm sure there's like a whole wave of people like me that were like I'm gonna wait for the third version and oh buy it and now the DLC. we're not holding out so they're probably gonna get they probably got already like a whole second wave of like they're gonna get $90 out of you instead of 60 if you wait for a third version, where it's sixty, doing this, you get the main game and the DLC, and that's ninety. Mm. It's very, it's like it's a very like clever. A they don't have like a President's Day sale coming quick. Maybe get Pokemon, but even then, the the retailer swallowed the cost before they at that point, go. For the most part, I doubt Nintendo. <laughs> was that like a Pokemon? <laughs> was that a Pokemon Go reference? What just happened there? But um, some inflatable Wobbuffets. Oh, there. I see. And, and like to be clear, it's not like these games are selling poorly by any means. They had the largest debut of any Pokemon ever, but they could always As get every higher. every Pokemon game does. No, this one was like... Actually, you might be right. Sun, yeah, and, no, Sun and Moon did and these did, but before I that... I follow Joe all... Merrick. Every single okay. Pokemon game that's come out has always been the best yeah. Pokemon. Well, this is still... And, um, you know, they could, but they could use an extra boost. When that doesn't happen, I think, like... Everyone will take like a moment of silence. You know what's weird, actually? Like, I was whoa, shocked by people this. People are over Pokemon. I was shocked by this. They're not over Pokemon. It's still selling fine. But you know what's no, crazy no, no, is no, if I you mean, look like, at... Like no, 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 I know. Future. No, I'm saying what I'm about to say isn't implying people are over. It's just kind of crazy. If you look at the December software sales that MPD put out, Luigi's Mansion 3 charted higher than Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield's individual SKUs by like... Like, so according to the MPD top 10. Ooh, Game Freak Doomed. Here's, I know, right? So the first four are all multi-platform games. So they don't really, they're not really relevant to us, but Call of Duty, none of them are on Switch. Actually, one of them is. They didn't stand Call the Duty, of a chance. Jedi Fallen Order, Madden, and then NBA 2K were the top four in December. 
Number five is Luigi's Mansion 3, followed by Pokemon Sword. And here's where it gets sad. Then Mario Kart, then Smash, and only then Pokemon Shield. So I don't even know if Sword and Shield combined actually no, literally because Shield is the superior version. I don't know what, why anybody's fronting here. <laughs> that was literally because Elvis accidentally the... bought the wrong version. Yeah. Otherwise, they would have it would have been one tier. Reverse yeah. Would've, yeah. But, um, and, and just to round out the top 10 for anyone counting at home, number 10 was Except Minecraft. we don't have uh, Surfetched, which is a little disappointing. Yeah. You know who does? Sword. Which means and, and I, which it? means I have it because remember last episode where I was like I own shield and I'm like no wait I own sword wait well, do you have a surfetched I have the game that offers him oh. come on anyway he, he got five hours into the anyway, game no, I'm a little oh, further but um point is like Pokemon included Nintendo had a really good December like over I'm half I'm buying shield by necessity since Elvis does have right. sword but over over half of December's top twenty games were published by Nintendo so they had a very good month that's kind of nuts like whatever about like boosting Pokemon sales and it's actually not the only like just gone one more. We've done a lot of tangents this episode. Congratulations one more. to Luigi! You're no longer second fiddle. Yeah, seriously. I mean, yeah, Mario didn't even honest, make it top are, ten, but... right? Like, where's Odyssey? I mean, where's... that's the other surprising thing. So not only did they release the December numbers, they put out the whole 2019 numbers. NPD, the top ten Switch games of 2019, Super Mario Party is on there. Ring Fit Adventures on there at number ten, which is awesome. That game deserves mm, the love. Game with, but you know what's not Mario though. You know what's not on there though? Mario Odyssey. It's just like, I don't know where it went. Maybe it's number 11, I think people finally woke up, or everyone that wanted it already has it. But but then on the flip side, Breath of the Wild... to what? He doesn't like it. (laughs) What? Haven't you listened to the show or been on it for like six months now? (laughs) No, I like it. I just don't think think it's as good as people make it out to be. You're right. It's definitely not as good as Sunshine, but... Yeah. I do love Sunshine. I I unapologetically love Sunshine. I was so excited for Sunshine. I had a countdown I put in my fridge. I printed out daily. I I think think they went a little overboard with, like, the moons for the most part. Yeah, I get that criticism. I love Odyssey, though. Yeah, I love Odyssey. But, yeah, it... It's a good moment. It didn't chart in 2019 on Switch. I mean, Uh, makes sense. Like, really, the only thing that was a surprise... Was Breath of the Wild on there? uh, It was. I don't remember what number, but it was on there. And it's also... um, it's been on the MPD charts for like 30 straight months or something. But really the like the only thing that wasn't a surprise on any of these MPD numbers was the overall top 10 for the decade, which was also released. And that list was six Call of Duties, two Rockstar games, uh, G- uh, GTA Five and Red Dead 2, and Minecraft. Not a single Nintendo game on the list. Nothing cracked through, even though Mario Kart 8's like a huge thing. No Switch, Smash Zelda's a huge thing. Definitely no Smash Brothers. Um, it's too Street new. Fighter. It's too new. No, what? no. but... Um. Yeah, it's kind of like that list: six Call of Duties, two Rockstar games, and a Minecraft. Man, his gaming's very like it makes sense on one hand, but like gaming's really homogenized itself, hasn't it? Six Call of Duties. That's a lot of Call of Duties. It is, but I mean, I wouldn't say it's disappointing, but it's almost kind of disappointing. Like the top ten of the decade was six Call of Duties. I am surprised it's <laughs> six, considering like. I mean, there was a period where I feel everyone I knew was really into Call of Duty. Like, my brother, he was really into at least three of them. Yeah, I mean, I, then, was, I was just saying earlier I like them. And then the people, like, just kind of, like, dove off. I mean, I, I, it was really fun. I loved playing it. I didn't want to own them. I think the only Call of Duty I bought was um, World... The one for the Wii with the first... The, on launch, the launch day Call of Duty. Yeah, the, uh, the, on the Wii? You mean the Wii U? No, the Wii. The Wii. They didn't have one on launch day. Oh, maybe they did yeah, World they War did. II. No. It was it yes, was WW two. I don't know. It was Call no. of Duty two. No, it was Call of Duty three. Right, right. Just Call of Duty three. Right. And yeah, that one was fun. 
It definitely doesn't play like any of the Call of Duty. It didn't have any multiplayer. Right. But, I mean, that was fun. But yeah, it's just like, that's... I And it is a popular series. I get that. But like, I kind of wish there's so much diversity in gaming that I wish the list was not six Call of Duties. It's just it's And so to crazy. be clear, they are like six different ones not like oh, which, yeah, one, yeah. which one's and the they're not one, one through not, six yeah, and they're not one through six yeah, I was, I was, I was gonna say like scattered not, I was gonna say like not just like two Call of Duty spread across different yeah no like that different. list the top ten list of the decade is in it mixed and matched six Call of Duties and two Rockstar games and a Minecraft yeah it's but, kinda crazy considering this is if you said the dust decade that means it's post cut like modern warfare and yeah that's what's which is crazy cause that's when it was at it's Peak. peak and then I guess yeah. started like diving off after Black Ops yeah it was after Black well, Ops 2 that's well I guess after Black Ops our core group but now it's back I do the new one started diving the off, new ones but... made a billion dollars in like a week like it's still a huge franchise it was the number one selling game as we were talking about in the month of December so like there's some there's something to why like it, there's numbers that back the fact that they're still doing this so like obviously it's so popular I just Wish there's and the new one's great. I, I play it nightly. Modern Warfare? Modern Warfare. Not to be confused with Modern Warfare? Not to be confused with Modern Warfare. And right. it's three sequels? Two sequels? Yes, yes. But uh, we, we do digress again. So many tangents this episode. But well, modern um, as in like 2010s or modern as in like somewhere between um, Future Warfare and Modern Warfare? No, it's back in... It's a remake of Modern Warfare. Sort of. uh, Not a remake, but a reimagining. Like a, yeah, a reimagining yeah. is the better word. Yeah, but... We've really gone on a lot of tangents. But yeah, if anyone's curious, there's so many stats out there from MPD right now. It's interesting to read tangents through. Tangents are like, in our blood. I know. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I'm just saying like there's no like huge takeaways from a lot of these stats because like nothing's really unexpected. <laughs> but it's interesting nonetheless. So for all you out there who like Jason's sales corner, and I know you exist and you know who you are and I see you, um, go look up some of these stats. It's actually really interesting. There's year, the year, the decade, the month. Um, but yeah, the, the original point I was trying to make here is there's always more room for Sword and Shield sales to go up, and the DLC's gonna help do that. Like, even in Japan, where the game's number one in 2019, it sold 3 million copies across the two versions. Second place game was Smash at 1 million. So, like, that's a huge discrepancy, a huge uh, gap. So even there, there's a lot of opportunity for growth for, for, for Pokemon. So, we'll see what it does. The, the only other thing that kind of left me scratching my head with Pokemon, besides the fact that they're still nickel and diming the two versions, is uh, Pokemon Home. Yeah, they're it comes sleeping out, on this thing. It comes out next month, which in and of itself is fine. But am I the only one that finds it incredibly weird that Pokemon Home, which is Game Freak's grand plan to bring together all aspects of like the Pokemon experience, is launching in a few weeks, but they're still not telling us much about it at all. Kevin, are you trying to eat some pretzels? Go ahead. <laughs> you trying to be all sneaky? Caught. Yep. But, <laughs> not busted or wasted. But take these away. Uh, no. <laughs> He's like bending down so it's the a mic weird doesn't situation. Oh. Crutching. Thank you so much. I feel for like doing it's that. a really weird situation for Pokemon, or maybe they just don't care. But I like just my take on it is like Pokemon Home. I feel like to the gamer, like to me, it would mean like, oh, you're only gonna uh, open up the service once you're gonna let us literally open up the floodgates and put any Pokemon we want back. Even though we know, like they've said multiple times, like only Pokemon that are in Pokemon Sword and Shield are transferable. It's that almost defeats the purpose, especially. In the past, like, anytime they've had a service like this, like, Pokemon... What was it called? Bank. Yeah, Pokemon Bank. By the time Pokemon Bank was finally up and like running... a better name. I agree. Yeah. Well, this is supposed to be the home to all your Pokemon, and the app, supposedly... Like, all they said... It, all they did was confirm it's a paid service, but originally they pitched it as, like, oh, you'll be able to interact with your Pokemon on your phone, too. Whatever that means. But you're saying. I don't oh, know, yeah, well, like, home comment. 
Because I remember, what was it? X and Y came out. I wanted to transfer all my Pokemon from the DS because those were the ones I put the most time in. And then they announced Pokemon Bank. I remember there were so many memes about, like, it's been, like, a thousand years that they, like, finally yeah. put it out. But by the time they put it out, I had already remade every single Pokemon from that right and better. And, like, bred, like, the, like they were, like, the perfect versions. And I was like, what's the point anymore? Like, there's well, nothing. It's just useless. To your point of, Unless like, you're, like, you know, trying to catch them all and, like, transferring your collection with you. But To your point of, like, are, like you know, doing it without all of them, I feel like they're actually going backwards. Like, I don't know if this was just the diagram on the direct wasn't complete or what, but Pokemon Go's logo is no longer in the little picture of, like, all the games tra- you know how like they had the original diagram it's like pokemon go pointing yeah, in and it's gone you're supposed to get Mel- oh i guess you're supposed to get pokemon let's go pikachu and eevee to get your mel, mel metal into I, your yeah game. i guess but originally pokemon go had its own separate bubble that fed in and that was not on the diagram in the pokemon Del- direct and i can't help but wonder does that mean it's delayed because like honestly given how big go still is in 2019 it actually had more revenue than any other year 849 million dollars made in pokemon go in 2019 that's with reports of mobile gaming Stagnating, like revenue is going up, but there's not new players in 2019. Everyone right. has a mobile phone, and yet Go is still making 849 million dollars more than ever before. And Pokemon Company just looks at that and goes, "Like, yeah, that can wait. We'll launch home without it." That just seems so weird. To your point about like how you know they're doing it to I don't know. Like, do you consider "quote unquote" mythical Pokemon legendary Pokemon? I've never given it that much thought. Oh, the only reason do I, you? The only reason I no, but the only reason I it just came to you, my. I've never given it that much thought. <laughs> the only reason, like, it just came up, or I just thought of it right now, was because yeah. um, I remember we were saying that, like, literally every legendary Pokemon is coming. But it's to... not the mythicals. Yeah, the because yeah. yeah, so I was like, oh, that's right. Like, we're actually not getting like you know like yeah. Jirachi and Hoopla and right Marsh Marshmallow Marshmallow. That's DJ Marshadow. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this whole thing of Pokemon Home kind of just reminds me of like the switch online's launch where we had this thing they expect us to pay for they didn't explain how it worked until like the actually with switch online they didn't explain how it worked until after you could already buy it like you remember they had the pre-order cards up but like no one knew what it was and then like the week before they're like oh it's half baked here you go like i kind of this weird feeling that pokemon homes be like oh it's half baked here you go yet somehow pokemon company still has time to put out asmr or asr asmr yeah videos of Pokemon. This this is a real thing. I'm serious. We will link to it if you don't believe me. But there is a video that is 30 minutes long of a Charmander, CG rendered Charmander, sleeping next to a fire. And there's an 8-minute video of a Chespin eating crunchy food. Someone at Pokemon Company has time to do that, but they can't bother telling us how home works. I know they're different divisions. Just conceptually, that's very strange to me. <laughs> I will say the Chespin video is kind of adorable. I watched like a minute of it. But it's also like, what? <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. Like, it's a weird situation. But... I guess we'll find out in the coming weeks. I mean, it's supposed to be out next month. It's mid-January now, so. I'm assuming you're paying for it? Yeah, are you going to get it? What? Home? Um, well, he doesn't have any games that support oh, it at the moment. Oh, true. And even if I did, um... You probably... didn't get Let's Go Pikachu or Eevee? He did not. No. Mm. Yeah, and there's nothing Interesting from... Interesting dilemma there. Interesting <laughs> <laughs> that you'll pay for a service that doesn't support anything you own. <laughs> I mean... Why would you do it, that, I mean, Angel? Doesn't it support <laughs> Sun and Moon? I don't think so. But, yeah, shouldn't it? I don't think it does. I huh. think, I don't think so. I think that's like Pokemon Go is supposed to be like the starting point, and it's not even. Let me see, Pokemon Home. Googling on the podcast, Pokemon Home. I want to say it does, but I mean, if it does, then I do have a reason because there are plenty of Pokemon that I have that because I have I'm getting the game already a couple months in. It does. Sorry, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. 
Oh, so not Sun and Moon? <laughs> nope. So it half does. Uh, and welcome to the dilemma of the third versions and half sequels. And thus the DLC is great. <laughs> that is a bummer because yep. I do have a pretty bomb Kingler I wanted to bring over. Uh, however, it, I think it lets you do stuff with Pokemon Bank. So you might be able to do Bank to home. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I just, and this I mean, is why I want them to announce things not I mean, I could, before because it feels half I mean, because of I mean, this. I, I mean, I could go that route. I mean, I would just have to pay another because I haven't paid for bank in forever, even though it's only five bucks a year. Yeah, right. Right. I don't even know if that's still available, <laughs> but I I would pay five bucks to move all my usable Pokemon to bank to then move it to. And Shiro. this is why I can't believe they put out a thirty minute ASMR because, with Charmander sleeping, but can't figure this out <laughs> because there's no way I'm not going to start with my yeah. super team already yeah. but yeah so that's something they have to explain still instead they, they oh man that's yeah. kind of a mess yeah exactly it's supposed to be out in like the next let's say seven weeks so who knows but that there was news beyond Pokemon Sword and Shield in, in the direct there was also um, separate from all that Nintendo used it to announce a new Pokemon game remake thing of sorts Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. It's the Resident, Team. Evil 2, the Resident Evil 2 of Pokemon. Yes, essentially. Pokemon actually, no, uh, actually, no, no, that's, no, that's not unfair. That's unfair no. Resident Evil 2. It is nowhere near that. No, 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 no. It's, just yeah. the, it's the Link's Awakening. Not it. even yeah. that. Well, yeah, actually, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah. It, it literally just, yeah, it, it doesn't have as many quality of life improvements, I don't think. It's just a facelift. But, you know, but Link's Awakening had a few quality of life changes, too. So, I, I imagine Mystery Dungeon. So, well, the fact they have more buttons? Yes. No, but, uh, so, first, for those who don't know what we're talking about, Mystery Dungeon, Rescue Team, original on Game Boy Advance, and DS, two separate versions, are now merging together. It's sort of like how Sword and Shield's getting rid of its multiple third version thing into one. And yeah, we have this new watercolor meets cell shaded looking Rescue Team what DS Pokemon were you? on Switch. Are are you referencing the song? What kind of Pokemon are you? No. How like, do I do the things I do? Like after you do your, Share per- with me after you do your personality survey um, the game. It said I was a skitty. And I was like, no, thank you. And I chose Totodile. In wow. the demo. No, the, the sorting hat put you <laughs> put you in how skitty, all right? I, I guess, but I don't know. So, so you're Harry Potter, you like go to Slytherin, no I'm Gryffindor? No, I'd end up in like I wouldn't even I was gonna say I'd end up in Hufflepuff. I wouldn't even end up in Hufflepuff. I'd end up in Ravenclaw because Hufflepuff. <laughs> you would end like, up in Hagrid's house. Just me and Hagrid. No, I feel like because Hufflepuff, like people are like prideful, like, oh I'm in Hufflepuff because it's not Gryffindor. I wouldn't even get Hufflepuff. I'll get the one no one talks about, Ravenclaw? which is Ravenclaw. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I so skitty makes sense. But um You like, should have been skitty. I got Squirtle. Man. No, I, I will say like no, you can't. I mean, if you want to, you can change that apparently because yeah, because I did. No, I just went you're, with what the game decided you're, with you're, my you're personality. Sk- you're a skitty, I'm skitty, you're a skitty, yeah, you're skitty, skitty for life. But like in, in all seriousness, your nickname. In all seriousness, stepping aside, like aside from the fact that I'm skitty, like the game looks really nice, the DX edition. Like I don't know if you remember the old official art they put out to promote the originals on DS and GBA, but like the TV show, they what? The one that looked like the TV show. The promotional art for No, the they had, like, like some of the art they used had, like, kind of a watercolory mm. pastel thing. And this game literally is that in motion, which is kind of cool. And, like, I feel like even the developers know it looks kind of cool because, like, all the illustrations in the game, there's literally a button prompt behind every menu that says, not just view illustration, it says direct quote here, admire illustration. Wow. Which, like, how, like, proud of your own work are you that you're, like, admire illustration on every menu? But anyway, the game itself, well, I, I mean, are you guys fans of the series? Have you ever played a Mystery Dungeon? I, I never played Mystery Dungeon. What about you, Andrew? They look charming, but I just yeah, never got yeah. I, I mean, I played every demo Me too. of every game. <laughs> and that's it, right? And Yeah, that was it. I, 
I remember when I first heard about him, I was excited. It's like, oh, real-time kind of Pokemon fighting. And then I played the demo. It's like kind of has. I played through it, and I'm just like, uh, I don't know. It's just not... I, 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 did, click, I yeah. didn't really find it fun. Yeah, it, it didn't click with me. It's fine, though, because, like, theoretically, it's... Sh- and I keep hoping... You thought it was going to be Poken, right? Like, no, no. I mean, I knew it wasn't going to be Poken. I don't know what I was expecting. Just, like, I thought the fact that Pokemon would be attacking in real time would make it more exciting than... Exhilarating. Than, than, than yeah. the current battle system, because, you know, it's turn-based. But it's, it's somehow... But, yeah, it's somehow less exciting. Yeah, it's so. weird, because, like, theoretically, this is the closest to the core games of any Pokemon game. I enjoy spin-off. walking so around. it should... I mean... I enjoy right. walking around and talking to Pokemon more than the core gameplay. Yeah, but like it's weird because like, there's no reason it shouldn't resonate in theory on I mean, paper. Because you have re- I know, but I'm yeah. saying you clearly have you have Pokemon. You build a team in this case a rescue team, and they each have four attacks. You can decide which one leads the party, and you can swap between them and have them do their different attacks. You um, have all the RPG tropes. There's leveling up and everything, but yeah, they're all just like. It's not this. I mean, it's not for. I mean, clearly no, it's and popular because like, it's had yeah, sequels of the and lore, it, it's but... odd because they're just like talking to one another in English and running a strange little Pokemon town, and I apparently mean, they have their own economy somehow using money that somehow they mint. I don't really understand how that's possible. I mean, they do like they're not just shells or something. No, it's called Poke. They're little, and they're not like the bowls you get. They're like little <laughs> coins. I do like but... that they just fuse the two versions into one. I cartridge, appreciate so... that. Yeah, it's very nice. Because I would still found it weird that there were multiple versions for some of these. It's like. Again, Nintendo and Pokemon Company trying yeah. to electric cat. Well, actually, the first one makes sense because it was bridging Game Boy and DS. That was it came out in mm, 2005 when right, DS was still right, new, and this right, is that one. That's right, when they that's kept right, it going, that's right, that's right. is it right? I don't know if it's right. Key that's right. No, no, okay. you're, you're but uh, it's um, yeah. I don't know why they kept it going with the DS versions and up, but the initial one makes sense because it was, it was like the Twilight Princess of there was Pokemon one that required you to take pictures of stuff, huh? I I don't remember. It was like for Gears. It was a 3DS. I don't remember. So you said you tried all the demos. Did you try the demo for this one? I tried most of it. Same. Like, I I saw it with a Squirtle, um, went into the first dungeon, and I was like, yeah, I remember why I stopped playing these. Yeah, so I played through a couple of the jobs. There's like four or five you can do. I played through like three or four, but you know what it is? Like, I think my biggest takeaway here is I that... I did admire it, it. It The illustration or the whole thing? Um, The visuals. Did you press admire illustration at any point? Oh, okay. But I was going to say, I think my big takeaway from this is that this is still very much the old GBA and DS game, just with an updated skin. So yeah, I guess it is like Link's Awakening. Because like, the thing that really bothered me is movement is still 8-directional and grid-based, which makes controlling it with an actual analog stick kind of funky. Like, it almost feels like you get stuck on and areas. the buttons. I know, and they do have the face buttons, but even then, like, I don't know, it just feels kind of archaic, and I get, I guess old school, old school's a better way of putting it, but it just, why not do free motion at that point? I understand oh, yeah, the grid well, somewhat is because of the real-time battles, but, like, half the time you're facing the wrong way when you get to them anyway, because the grid doesn't make sense. Like, just, I don't know. I mean, I feel like they can make it free motion whenever there isn't a battle since it becomes a battle. Yeah, and like, they don't do that either. Grid. Yeah. Kind of like Mega Man Battle Network, you're kind of running around. And it's, oh, well, I guess that's just an RPG. But whenever yeah. you enter a battle, you go into this grid mode. Where you can, right. Yeah. And there and there's some like little features that I, I don't remember for in the original game. But I'm like, oh, these are nice quality of life improvements if they're new. Someone tell me if they are or not. But, you know, there's now like a button you can do to instantly basically run through a straightaway. So you don't have to actually like go through it. You just press in. You're on the other side. Nope. And then I wouldn't say dope, but it's not bad. And then, like, it is kind of nice if you hold down ZL and the face buttons, you can see all the different attacks and their stats, and you can, you know, switch on the fly which attack you want to do. But, like, yeah, gameplay-wise, it's exactly the same thing that I remember demoing way back when and that you were kind of saying. Like, it starts with that personality quiz, then you form a rescue team. You know, honestly find And then really all the fun, dungeons are randomly generated. The whole game isn't that, so... <laughs> yeah. Oh, the the personality quiz. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. If this was just BuzzFeed the game and it was all about Pokemon, I'm in. 
But yeah, and then you know what's weird though? Like I was kind of touched on this before. Um, like how I understand this isn't a parallel to our world, and you're a human that's fallen in there, and like the Pokemon are, you know, they have their own little lives. But like, there's a job board and there's direct mailings to your house. And again, I just wonder, like, Pokemon have set up a full postal system. Like they have. Whoa, how man. do they get mail in need? How do they have Pokemon that are in need of rescue mailing you, telling you they're in need of rescue? Who is the who is picking up the mail? from that Pokemon and why don't they just take them with them at that point like what is I mean like a lot of universes you're not supposed to think about it I am thinking about though and like it's just bothering me you don't know how many times I I like try to fall asleep and then just start thinking about the cards universe like (laughs) I do not like can they open their doors why do they have doors (laughs) (laughs) will the brains fall out The one thing in Pokemon Mystery Dungeon can I actually understand. The one thing I understand in Mystery Why are they Dungeon design like that? I think they can't. Yeah, because Mater Suit came off in like one of the movies, didn't Yeah, it? and they had an engine there, but I don't know. I'm assuming the engine is the brain. I, this maybe. is what keeps I me think. tossing and turning at night sometimes. <laughs> I, I think tonight. the one thing from Mystery Dungeon I actually understand is it's the one game where like if your Pokemon don't eat, they get tired and then you lose. Like in normal Pokemon, like it's in, all yeah. it's like in real life. More if you don't right. eat. You, you get tired, get tired and, and you lose. And you die. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that's the one thing that they add in Mystery no, Dungeon over normal Toy Pokemon like, that I get. If I attach, like, especially with Toy Story 4, like, at one point do these things become sentient? Like, if I put giant googly on my door, is my whole door, like, now, like, a sentient thing? Yes, it is. Like, I don't know. And it eats you every time you come and go, essentially. And it spits you out the other side. So I haven't seen Toy Story 4. I haven't seen Toy Story 4 either. I, I mean, how it's coming Wikipedia soon. Entry, it's coming soon. Yeah. How did Disney Plus? Yeah, and, and having said that, like, Sporky knows it's a sport, but he's still... Oh, about excuse Pokemon. you. I think you mean Forky. Oh, well, yeah, right. They do address that, though. Wow. Yeah. Is he a fork or is he a he's sport? A fork. He's, no, he's a spork. But he's his name's Fork? Yeah. I need to see this movie. Yeah, like, he's... Yeah, he's a spork that knows he's a spork and wants to go... Become a fork? To, yeah. No, no, he wants to like, become... I haven't seen Toy Story 4, but I read the, he the be... ending on Wikipedia. Don't you dare... I legit almost started crying. Really? Yeah. No, I know. The, the okay, end, I'm going to watch it at Disney Plus. Don't say anything more. The, the, the ending is awesome. I actually did tear up when I watched the ending. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it doesn't take much to make me tear up in the... Well... Nah, you cheer up at like everything. And that's not a negative thing. You're just an emotional person. But, like, in, like you, you're in touch with your emotions. I don't say anything, but... I know, I know what I like. Yes. Um, yeah, I was just going to say that even though Forky knows he's a spork, he still abides by the toy rules. He doesn't have to pretend to be a toy whenever Bonnie's around, right. but that's he still does say, that. That's what I'm saying about the Pokemon. So I they know, need to be rescued. The universe is falling apart they whenever. They need to be anything. rescued, and a male guy, a male, pel- uh, uh, what's the pelican in Pokemon? Uh, uh, Pelipper? Yeah. Pelipper <laughs> shows up, and he's like, well, I could fit you in my giant beak because you're just a tiny little Caterpie, but you, what if? I take your letter and you're stuck here for another, like, I don't know, a week maybe? Caterpie, See ya. Caterpies are pretty heavy, though. Are they? They're pretty I big. just pulled that out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, in that case, he could pick them up with his talons and carry it. If he can't fit it in his mouth because his jaw will, like, break. I think he'd saying, kill the Caterpie, like, maybe. either way. And actually, that's another point. If Pokemon, like, if it's like a, a, an animal kingdom of sorts, wouldn't the bird want to eat the worm? Instead, he's delivering the mail to like well, yeah, a salamander like, that and a cat that they go rescue. I, 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 it. It's think, like Bruce from from I, Finding Nemo. Like he yeah. he knows that he cannot I think, yeah, any okay. sort of temptation. Well, or I, else. I think we're supposed to assume it's a zootopia kind of situation mm, where like okay. they've evolved Wait. their brains and they coexist with the predators. And, and that the... does explain how they're able to mint their own coins. Can fish bleed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. Can they? How else will sharks find them? Yeah, that's true. Because sharks sense blood. 
Listen. <laughs> hey, guys, tweet at Ram Nintendo and let us know, can fish bleed? Or alternatively, tweet Kevin directly at KVN Gomez and let him know if fish can bleed. One person who lets a, us know will be I like, thank you. I never thought of that, but I might, I think a, my gut would my say gut yes. My gut would say yes. Huh. You know whose else's gut will say yes? The shark after it eats the fish because it bled and it found it. Anyway, Pokemon. Again, the point is, sharks eat seals listen, the point is, because this is tangent number 12 now, huh. the point is, if you like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, <laughs> this one is more of the same, just prettier. So yeah. maybe check it out. Huh. So anyway, yeah, uh, give me another topic before my yeah, start so building in, too much. In okay, this. here we go. In keeping with our theme of downloadable things coming soon and things Did that they? are super, Did they complete. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so in keeping with our th- <laughs> this, I should have known. The second our intro was that thing you did, this episode is gonna go off the rails. But in keeping with our theme of downloadable th- uh, things that are coming soon, we have one more piece of news to discuss, and that is first actual official details about super nintendo world the theme park after many months and we of can guarantee you this will not be a spoiler in any way this will not be a spoiler but the big thing that they announced is it's getting an app and that app will hook into these long i would have loved risk- to know that if it, the moment i walked into the park well how no, but no because, you would not because how would like, you download oh, it i gotta download this thing and then like, there wouldn't hmm. be service because it's gonna be so crowded because like it's nintendo world um, but yeah, this long, I don't know if you guys remember, we talked a while ago that there are these wristbands that are going to do that. We yeah, interact with you did the mention park. that. And thank you. And they're and now, be they're, like a gamification. Yes, they're now sort. called power up bands. They come in all sorts of different character colors, except Waluigi. Sorry, Waluigi. Oh. Um, and so they are real and they I don't know why that in. brought me joy. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's, something, there's something about Waluigi stands that I just, oh man. You guys, so, are, like so the, you got, guys are like Sonic fans. So is there like an mm-hmm. orange Bowser one? I actually don't recall it might not be a bowser one google it i'll google it someone google it uh, i guess i'll google it okay i haven't googled well anything. while you google that i will go on to explain that these wristbands will let you collect coins around the park on rides and through other interactive elements and the whole idea is you will be competing with friends to get digital coins just like you do in mario and then something happens it's a little unclear what but there's all these different oh, ways of getting started typing can fish bleed <laughs> <laughs> you got the answer though i know but, i did um but yeah, it's actually like the amount of work they're putting into how these coins work and how the wristbands work is actually kind of cool. Because, I mean, there's the park they're already promising there's going to be rides, there's going to be shops, of course. There's going to be a restaurant, they confirmed. And there's going to be all these interactive elements, which could be as small as, like, there's going to be power-up blo- or question mark blocks that you can make a Mario motion to with your wrist. <sighs> there's not a Bowser one. There's, yeah, they're just the good guys. There is a Mario, a red Mario one, Luigi one. They're actually all designed like the Wiimotes. Like, it has like overalls and the red. And they all have eyes. Like they're sentient. The eyes are where they're... <laughs> they're, they're oh, God. Here we go. They're like the, they're like the mountains. Like, the, uh, the, the, eyes, hills, the hills I have think, eyes, I literally. Think, I, think, I think the eyes are supposed to be where the clasp is. And that's supposed to signify the clasp. If you yeah. think about it hard enough, they will become its toys. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. And so, then, yeah, there's a peach one. There's a daisy one, which I guess is the orange one. Yeah. So, I guess I'm getting daisy. And there's, there's Yoshi a... and Toad. Yeah. And, and Mar and Louise. Ah! Lazily enough, Yoshi and Toad have the same design, and everyone else has a unique one, but I guess they're both known for being spotted. I mean, Toad, yes. Yoshi, I don't know. Yoshi's egg. Probably get Toad. Yoshi's egg. Yoshi's icon is always his egg. Look at Smash Bros. I don't know. I feel his tongue is more iconic, and this is already tongue-shaped, so... Yeah, but you're not going to wrap his tongue around a child's wrist. Like, (laughs) make the bottom half red. I don't know. Anyway. That sounds like a challenge to me, sir. (laughs) Anyway, point is, whatever, whichever one you wear... I call Toad. Okay. Okay, you're gonna get. Um, yeah, if you get towed, you well, you get a pick. Kind of. That's the thing. You get a pick. Whichever one you wear, 
gets to do cool stuff in the park. Like I was starting to say, they're gonna have interactive question mark blocks you can hit to get coins. Like you know, you do the little Mario jump. They're gonna be on poles and stuff, like on light posts and whatnot. They had yeah, one at the lame. they had one at the yeah. event. And it's, I would I don't like know. them to discover the you technology know what? to make them. Float. Maybe they will. I Drones know. and just keep oh. somehow. As soon as, they're about, as soon as they're about to like go low on battery, they yeah. know to like fly away and go to like another station, and some other one will come in for like. Oh yeah, put the wings on them. Wait, yeah, oh, actually, and then you have Lakitu's flying around in the same Whoa. fashion and flying and paratroopers and fly Drones. fly guys, which oh, are the flying shy guys. And flying theme Wiggler are not taking advantage of We're going to be so disappointed <laughs> like, oh, when, when we go, yeah, like, it's not even floating. <laughs> yeah, because, like, honestly, you could... I, I say honestly a lot. Um, you could have... Because you're just a very truthful straight shooter. Yeah, like, you guys have, you have, like, a Lakitu or something. Like, not an interactable one. Just have it fly over you and just go, like, from one, like... One spot of the park that you can't see that comes out you from know, behind honestly, something. They... And then goes to another spot that you can't see. That way they're always being charged. That way it's just like... Because, you know, drones usually last like five to ten minutes. I think they might do something kind of like that. Because they're promising a lot of stuff. Like, just get an idea. So, along with the I mean, the my coins, expectations are already unreasonably high. I know I'm going to be disappointed. So Yeah, maybe they won't do... <laughs> <laughs> maybe they won't do quite that. But they're promising a lot more stuff than I expected. You're gonna be like, you're going to, like, look at something. Oh, that's cool, I guess. <laughs> just, you're going to be like, I mean, walking. I see the reference. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it, it, I, I mean, I get what I mean, just going so you guys know, like my minimum, like my bar is that I just they could do whatever they want with the park. I just want to have a Bowser I can take a picture with. That's like a costume of Dude, some just sort. Just go to New York. Is that the Nintendo a costume? Oh, character oh I'm of sure some they sort. will. I mean, Bowser's castle's there. I know. Or fortress. Like, I mean, they went all out with the Transformers, but I feel like a Bowser would be way more manageable. They could do something like the giant Mr. Potato Head. I'm, I'm telling Disneyland. you, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. But the oh, stuff they're doing. Oh man, that... if you're wrong, are you what? I don't I'll know. Give you five dollars. All right. Okay. Shake on it. We have nah, shake. Nah, we're gonna be in Japan. It's gotta be five hundred yen. Shake no, on it again. It's gotta be uh, more. Uh, all right. We'll I'll eat. Uh, you can give me any weird thing from a Japanese menu, and I'll eat it. No. I'll think okay. of something. Well, we have you have a year the plus puff, the puffer fish. I won't do that actually. Oh, not anything. Oh, not anything. Not anything. Our, our, hey, that could kill you. Our friend would want to do it. He wanted to do it, but that's very. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to die. You do it with Gilbert. But I don't yeah. want to die. But you would die with Gilbert. Like, but I'd rather <laughs> live. I'd rather live. I mean, it, life would suck without hey, him. But I'd rather live. What would you like to say? Like, when you like someone say he died as you lived, being adventurous. But I wasn't adventurous when I lived. <laughs> anyway, the point... <laughs> making bets and that, making irresponsible bets. Yeah, that's my adventure. No, but what I was going to say is um, what they are confirming, which aren't drones or blocks, is um, there's yeah. actual, like, challenges and stuff. So you're going to be able to collect items, like character stamps. Like, if you couldn't tell this thing was inspired by 3D World, like the look of it and everything, they're bringing back the stamps from 3D World, right down to the icon in the app. Right, buy me something from the Mario gift shop like at Universal Studios. I listening to these fascinating details. No, yeah, we're listening. No, no, him, him. Yeah, <laughs> you I, are. Yeah, they're not here. I was still See? Wait, what am I buying you? Um, Just something from the Universal Studios Mario gift shop. Okay. All right. Deal. We should shake. Right. This there is the go. third shake. All right, All right cool. there we go. Anyway, so you can collect fun stamps. And those stamps can give you things, I guess. Um, but Oh, for Meverse. <laughs> yes. All right, but me. now without Meverse. But no, the other cool thing, this is what I'm actually really curious about, is they're doing something called key challenges. Throughout the park, they're going to have these things called key challenges. Oh. And if you collect digital keys oh. together, guests can cooperate with other guests. I'm just reading the press release. Who also have keys to unlock additional gameplay opportunities, including boss battles against various oh. enemy characters. So are they gatekeeping some of the stuff? <laughs> that kind of sucks. Oh, they're gatekeeping. Well, no, the keys you do just collectively, like you're running around the park doing activities with your friends. Okay, but is there a chance that... I mean, I guess you always run the risk of not doing everything like at a Disney Yeah, you just have park. to commit to what you want to do. If you want to do key challenges, you go do the key challenges. Oh, Here's where they're are we gatekeeping. Gonna be able to exp- 
My question is, are we going to be able to experience this entire park in one day? Or else it's we're going to have to do two, this for it's two rides. The funny thing that it's not even the whole park. It's, it's only like two rides, a, a store. Oh, really? It's only two rides, yeah, yeah, a store, it, it, and a restaurant. I'm about to flip this table. It's like saying, are we going to be able to do all of Adventureland in one day? It's not that big yet. They are promising in the future they want to do more, and they're going to expand it beyond Mario, but right now it's two rides. Yeah, when you for think... Some, I thought this was like on the like size of like... It's the size I mean, of Harry Potter. Okay. It's, but it's going to go bigger. It's like, okay, the, the next phase is supposedly going to be when a Donkey Kong. I thought you were going to say it was going to be like I thought the... this was going to be like California no. Adventure. Like uh, well, oh, wow. no, no. Not yet. Give it a while. But no, yeah. here's you mentioned a point about it's going to be gate kept. Sort of. Because here's the catch with all this. It all sounds pretty cool, right? You were going to say something about the keys? What were you going to say? No, when you I'm going to let you make your dream well, statement. I'm no, 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 it's not really a dream statement. It was just like, uh, <laughs> which is why I went like, oh, and then oh. Yeah. Because um, Disney Seas has kind of a key challenge but it's a physical tangible thing like but you're supposed to buy like this wand kind of dealy at the he gift shop he found the catch he found yeah, the catch you have to find this you have to buy this wand dealy thing at the gift shop and there are like these like I don't know altars all around the park and you're supposed to like go to each altar and put your key there and it like activates something and it does like something you have to go to each altar to like get them all so it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like that but there's gonna be stuff for customer wristband that you just interact with and then how you do in the game like the rides will affect your score and stuff and your coin count but there is the catch you found it and your value as a person and your value as a human yeah your self worth but here's the catch the bands cost extra you do not get a band when you walk into the park. That's why I say you can choose your band. You have to pay for the band. Oh. And when you pay for the band, you get to keep it. And presumably That's you can true. use it I on separate I completely forgot visits. about that. I forgot that we're entering Universal Studios and then have to make our way to... I thought we were... Yeah. Kind of yeah. like... So you're you paying, let's yeah. say... I thought like, oh, we're going to Mario World. Yeah. So you're paying whatever you're paying, but then when you get to the park, you have to buy the band to do the extra video gamey elements on top of it. Because I know you wouldn't money. know, but do you know yeah. the Monster Hunter exhibit in Universal Studios? Oh, I have no clue. I would assume it is. But I'm, I'm the thing I mostly like is so if you don't get the band, all you can do is two rides, and they have no like deeper video gamey aspect. I guarantee when they eventually hook into my Nintendo well, account, so much for it'll be this. the best but experience. Have they priced all, out the bands? Be, they have not said the price. Oh. And not only that, here's the other thing: they're not going to be too high because that defeats the whole purpose of the park. And if people don't want to pay, they're not going to do it. That's number one. Number two. They're nice, like, plastic wristbands. They're going to be reusable, I imagine. I can't see them being like, well, you have the March 2021 band. You need the June 2021 sure, band now. but in our now. case, how reusable are they? <laughs> you could probably use them in Hollywood. I would imagine they'd work across the different parks. It's just NFC tech in a band. Like, they're, you really think they're going to lock it in based on which park? I mean, maybe. I mean, companies have done worse. And also, not to be too locking, much of so. a downer on this, but, like... Or to try and reel you back from that. Like, they might only be, like, 10 bucks or 5 bucks. It's just... <gasps> really? 10 bucks isn't too bad. I mean, you, you I didn't want I... 5 free dollars in the bet, Amigo. Now you're wincing that you might have to spend $5. <laughs> I think I probably draw... Oh, man. But it's, it's you know... 20, and... no. I, I mean, I would have done it anyway because... We're, we're doing it anyway. I don't know. I'll think I about can't it. See... I think... How much were the wands at 7 Cs that you're talking about? Um, like, I think around 30 Really? Well, because they were like this big, like. Oh, but this is it, it was a toy. Okay. It was like you were okay, buying a toy. Okay, this is different because this is the central like, theme. Even of the if park, you're not in the park, so. it was still like a standalone, like you know, yeah. like something you get for your kids. This is a central part of the park. I can't imagine them charging too much. I think forty is where I draw the line. I think they would probably it's... charge. They're gonna charge under twenty, is my guess. Un- around twenty. Under. under. Oh, 20. under twenty. I think realistically, I would be surprised. If it's ten to fifteen. That's just my guess. And, and, and like, if they're, if they're under fifteen dollars, there's, there's no way that we're gonna be able to use these in Hollywood. 
Maybe. $15? But even then, well, $15, no well, then fine, but they're only $15. So. Uh, yeah, I guess. And and the thing is, like, they're pumping so much money into this, into all the interactions and all the everything. Apparently, this park has cost them $500 million to make, which is more than they've ever spent on any For park two rides? ever. And the interactive stuff and the future rides. There's a, Donkey Kong... <laughs> There's a Donkey Kong <laughs> minecart coming down the pipe at some point. And, you know, that, that music video they made was not cheap. They had to hire... Galantis, which is like one of the biggest EDM right. acts, they had to hire Charlie XCX, who right. about once every three they years had to take has a big hit. A button of acid to, they had to, to take like, so much to acid. Pre-vis they had what to. They, were doing. they had to hire actors in America and Japan. I mean, there's a scene shot here in Hollywood, and then they warp pipe to the to the park. Whoa! And they had to like put Charlie XCX on a CG flagpole and have Toad and go- like ogle at her. That's like the this one all with costs Elon money. Musk, right? What do you mean that Charlie? Movie? That's the one with. That's who, Grimes. Who? That's Grimes. They're all the same to me. Charlie XCX is Boom Clap Girl. Charlie XCX is one oh, year. Oh, Boom Clap. I Charlie, don't know what Boom Clap Girl is. I know the song Boom Clap. Uh, Charlie XCX is the one you who, who after one, um, after one of the Game Awards, McDonald's hosted the after party, and I somehow talked my way in. And then uh, Jerry O'Connell, the random like B-list actor, was serving Mc- Big Macs to people. Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. Robin from. Batman and Robin? Is he? I'm pretty sure that's Jerry, Jerry O'Connell. I just know is the he's a side character on that old crime show Crossing Jordan. He's but anyway, a sidekick. Yeah, side right. characters. I said, but no. So all I know is I got a free Big Mac from him, and then I walk around. Oh man, and, I couldn't be any more. Yeah, around. as I thought. And then like a I McDonald's person gets on stage and goes, "Ladies and gentlemen, Charlie XCX," and she comes out and does like two songs, and I was like, "Have a good night. I love video games," and left. Is the weirdest thing. So anyway, she's in the video. But yeah, that video is something else, isn't it? Well, I'm I'm trying yeah. to find. <laughs> Sorry, I'm no, trying fine. to find. But it's like, yeah, I mean, I, it is cool that Chris like O'Donnell. Oh, okay. fi- yeah, he's different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is kind of cool that like they confirm a couple rumors in the video. There's a split second shot of the Mario Kart people on the Mario Kart ride, and they are wearing what looks like AR goggles. So there's that rumor kind of confirmed. Um, but also, it's just a weird dance party where people dab for no reason. And I really also... don't have to, I have to hope I don't have to dab in the park. There is. Not a single frame of the actual like. No, the end has. Uh, they zoom out for the last second or two. That's good. He is, so. I, do I have to verbally describe a meme? Sure. So you guys know how like when we were talking about um, that no one liked Byleth being in Smash, but like the more creative ones are the me fighters, right? Everyone at home not in agreement. Well, someone has a photo of a press conference where it's Byleth and Cuphead photoshopped to be sitting next to each other and all the microphones are on Cuphead and Byleth is sitting there looking sad. And that is this episode's edition of Jason Verbalizes a Meme. <laughs> oh, this is not going to become a recurring no, segment, so no, do not, not get used to it. But anyway, if we're going to talk about weird things on the internet, could we please like dive into this video a bit more? It's so bizarre to me. Like, why? Why? They showed a second of the park at the end. They zoom out and you can see the whole overlay overview of the park. Of under construction? No, like a render of what it will look like. Uh, well, yeah, this entire thing is technically a render. Well, some of it's not very realistic. I mean, you're not going to be, like, running on top of blocks. You're definitely oh, not going to be an oh, astronaut yeah. sent through a warp pipe who loses his switch in the process. Where did his switch go? He doesn't it's have in space. Switch. Oh, I get But he took it with him. They show it going in before him. Did it? I think. Oh, that, that switch is going to come yeah. out of a pipe and hit some kid? I know. And, <laughs> just... then, and then, like, Universal gets sued and Tri-X, DX, and Toad are just up on their flagpole laughing and enjoying it. I don't... It's yeah. weird. It's a weird video, but, like, that's a lot of money they put into that video. Yeah, but, like, what I meant by, like, they don't actually show you the park. No, it's a hype video. They're showing you, yeah. Like they spent more time hiring Galantis, who's, again, a huge EDM act. Like, that's a big get, and Charlie XCX to do a song. 
And to be was fair, that an, is that an original song? It's an original song they made. And to be fair, they do remix in the Mario theme. It's a little cringy, but I gotta give them credit. They also mixed in the Mario World theme, which is like a notch deeper that they probably didn't need to do, but they did, and it just made it feel a little more authentic, in a way. But well, it's yeah. 3D World theme, so no, gotta, no, gotta... like yeah, but Mario was the Mario World theme in 3D World the game. I don't remember. Maybe I don't remember. Either way, they did two Mario songs, True. so props to them. And the lyrics have like just enough Mario esque references that it works, like power up and level up and super and. I'm on shrooms, and maybe not that one. But, yeah, it was a strange video. But if you haven't seen it, anyone listening, it, it is well worth two minutes and 45 seconds of your time to just know what Nintendo is like if you were heavily on drugs. I mean, if you take anything out of this podcast today, it's, it's that. to watch that. It's, it's, it's really to... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, anyway, so that's Super Nintendo World. I think the potential of it's kind of cool. I think you are going to be disappointed because you're overhyping it in your head. I think I'm going to be... I honestly thought that this was going to be on the size and scale oh, of... Uh, well, like I said, I'm just... And now you're not going I to just want the Bowser. No, I'm, I, I mean, yeah, I'll be happy with anything. Now I feel like this is more on par of, like, a Galaxy's Edge. Or here, yeah, no, uh, yeah, yeah, it's Galaxy's Edge sides, yeah. which I still need to go to. But, um, yeah. yeah. If it, it's going to be the thing where, like, Jason and I will still, like, be, like, ogling some Nintendo stuff, and then... The rest of the group will be like, uh, can we like, go to a different section? Dude, we're going to be nerding out so hard. So hard. And then we'll just... just are, Jason. are we? I am. We'll leave actually, Jason there. Probably, I don't know, actually. Yeah, I, is that, I, is spent... that, I, can, I can already imagine your sister being, all right, <laughs> let's go. Yeah, <laughs> no, because like, like, I have gone to Nintendo World in New York, when, or now Nintendo NY, and would like... I have gone there and just been there for like an hour, and I don't actually... Do anything like I'll shop a little, but I'm mostly just like looking around. Like I don't play in the demo units. I don't, I'm just like, oh look at this, or like, oh look at this for thing. an hour. That's like, like being I just, at the M M&M store for an hour. That's my point. <laughs> so I will live at Nintendo World for that trip. That's what I'm saying. Like you don't under. I will be like, look at all these Yoshi's. And remember, they have those little augmented reality. The rumors, those augmented reality spots where you can go see the park in a whole different way if you stay. Oh, in this is places. what those AR cards were really getting us ready for. Yeah, I was all preparing for this. Yeah, because I they have, knew in 2011. I have Toon Link and Pikmin and Kirby in my room. Well, remember, remember, Nintendo never gives up on an idea. So there you go. Yeah. But to that point, no, to the, that point. The virtual Boy disagrees. Became the 3DS. No, not, <laughs> yes. even, not yes. even remotely close. Yes, you the idea of 3D equate. depth based gameplay, yeah. I'm equating. They both were no, like, what if you do, do things do into the screen? One. Yeah, you do yeah no, I'm taking one. it. Game & Watch 3D. <laughs> no, but um, no, but honestly, like, even on a small scale, here's, here's a silly example. We're debating this after the show. Here's a silly no. example. Save um, it for the next the marketing, the, the marketing campaign with this music video was We Are Mario and Everyone's Becoming Mario. They did that 18 years ago with the Who Are You campaign. In fact, yeah, they're answering their own question. I, I who mean, are you? Yeah. We Are Mario. So you, talk, you, you talked about this last episode. I did not. I tweeted about it. And you saw the tweet. No, this you new, the, the video only came out after the last episode. I'm just that ingrained in your life, whether no, you like you it or not. you definitely talked about it in the last episode. The who are you and we are Mario? The, uh, no, 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 no. You talked about the, the who are you continue because we were talking did, about... but in a different way. Reggie. Yeah, so the very first who are you commercial ends with a bunch of people with Mario faces no, looking yeah, at yeah. a guy. No, yeah, we're just saying that you talked about the who are you. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. now, 18 years later, they have the we are Mario. And yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's Jason, like the answer. Yeah, Jason never gives up on an idea. I never give up. Neither does Nintendo. We are insane. Never going to give you up, yeah. Yes, Rick Ashley. Anyway. Um, so that's the news that we and plenty of tangents grand old time but we've also been playing things um, Angel I've been talking a lot would you like to go first with what you've been playing dude I mean keep the ball rolling man like you want that, me to go keep, first? keep that momentum dude like you're getting me hyped what are you gonna talk about okay uh, so I'm gonna talk about Earth Knight 
All right, I'll talk about Mario Kart 8. <laughs> all, right, all right, so you, well, the, so, the pretext here is so, there's a tournament right. going on. I mean, I, I, I thought you were done talking. I'm done. <laughs> all right, so I've really been playing any new games because I've just been honestly just playing a lot. Honestly, um, just playing a lot of Mario Kart 8. Take a drink anticipa- every time he says honestly. Yeah, in anticipation of the tournament that's going on this weekend. So it's not like the other open tournaments where you have like a qualifier round and then like a final 32 elimination round. It's just on Friday from 12 to 6 p.m. Pacific time, you can race a maximum of 24 races. Top eight players with the maximum number of points get a $25 gift card. And they will do this every day until Sunday. So I well, so basically, if you're listening to this after it's already it's too up, late. It's, unless you're listening the second this goes up, like 3 a.m. Sunday morning. And, you know, fun idea. I'm like, hey, I'm pretty good at Mario Kart. Even with its crazy randomness, I can consistently place, like, first or second almost every time even like with all the stuff that drives me crazy and i played well i got back from work and i only was i was only able to play for the last hour and i managed to get 18 races in and my total score at the end was like 100 and like 80 and as soon as i looked at the standings i was like well i know i'm not gonna win but i saw that the highest score was like 340 something which averages out to like 14 points per race, which means that they placed first or second every single race. And right away I realized like, oh, okay, well that's already problem number one with the tournament, which is really unfortunate, is that they don't take into account that when I was racing because it was the last hour, I rarely had all 12 play like the maximum number of players available. And for Can what- account for this? No, Oof. which sucks because there were, most of my races had like six to eight people Mm-hmm. So even when I got, was getting first place back to back to back, I was still only getting like eight points per race. So That is such a weird oversight. Oh. So they don't curve the points, which means that even if in theory I get first place every single time, I will still lose by a ton because I'm not getting the same value as other racers because they didn't have four races. Now, theoretically, once the tournament actually kicks off, because we were talking about this before it kicked off, uh-huh. well, I mean, they are they going to... No, they kick off. I already. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I already went through a round of it. So, so, yeah, so, so, I'm, so I'm literally talking about like what happened. Uh, like that's the, horrible. The, the best thing they could do. Is, well, not horrible. That's a strong word. The best thing they could do is like there is an option to fill in empty gaps with NPCs. So they should just do that and just leave them on normal. That way, the point values aren't messed up. And either that or I don't know. Cause I feel that's the only thing they could do because then it just sucks. That just means that if you're coming yeah. in late you're already just not going to win. If I'm not mistaken... I mean, but technically, if you have only five or seven... I mean, unless they find a way players, to scale the points out. It's kind of easier. Yeah, it should be helping, not hurting. No, but... Wait, no, because they count it based on the number of loaders. No, 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 absolutely, yeah. but I guess... I kind of see why they went that route, because it's like... Oh, no, but... The, oh, no, but the, I got into a six-player match. I, this is an easy 15 points. Like, oh, you know, yeah. You know what I'm oh, yeah, if they curve it, then it's actually putting... Too much I, well, well, no matter what, it sucks then because it's not yeah. like yeah, this isn't a win-win scenario. Yeah, no, not at all. because there's nothing I can really do about it. Like I'm stuck in that race. I can't unless they did that CPU. Yeah, you know, uh, it, cause, yeah, because yeah. the thing is, like, it wouldn't be a big deal if you can like wait for more players. But the thing is also like when you're down to the last hour, you can't really afford to wait for more players because it's also just taking forever. Right. I wonder and, if they got to be more players. And also like you can't really back out of it. Like once you're in a group, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I guess mm-hmm. this is my group, and I guess I'm just not going to get a lot of points this round. Like, oh well. I mean, it is the very first. If I'm not mistaken, I think this is the very first yeah, time so, they've done so, a Mario so that's, Kart open, that's something that so. could easily be. I mean, these are all like options that are in there. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, that's actually probably the 
the most reasonable criticism I have of it. It was actually pretty... So what's the least it, reasonable? Yeah, it sounds like what's the unreasonable one? I mean, it's just something that just like hap- that's just been the problem with Mark and Mark Remember to censor yourself. We are a family-friendly podcast it's relatively. The mother Okay, loving. The mother loving <laughs> coins. Oh my gosh, those coins are infuriating. Like they're fine on the track, but don't make them an item that you can get. It's like the worst possible thing. Even when Nintendo you have, World's got to redo their whole strategy like, with those wristbands. Like, literally, just don't make them a gettable item. I can't tell you how many times I was in second or third place, or even first place, and I would just, like, get a single item, just a coin. There were at least, like, five or six races. No, way more than that. There were at least, like, ten races, mainly because I was, like, in first or second the whole time. Sure. Where I would literally never get anything but coins and my item boxes. I was just completely vulnerable the whole time. Like, red shell after red shell, blue shell after blue shell, and I just keep getting coins. It's so annoying. Just don't let me get coins. It it feels like it creates, like, a negative... I don't know. It just doesn't feel good to get a coin. Like, even if you get a banana, like... I mean, a banana or a shell or literally anything is just really nice in marker because you can just hold it behind you, and they have some value. Coins... You coins get, technically have value. You get so many, it's so easy to get yeah, coins like throughout the track. A, ban- and, a banana peel, like... You're not, <laughs> if, you, if you go to a store no and value. you get a banana peel versus a coin... Yeah, we're talking about Mario Kart, so... Listen, they, they get you to your top speed. Yeah, but... It's so easy to it's so easy to get to your top speed just by getting the coins that are scattered across the track this anyway. Is this is true. This so is it's true. so redundant. It just feels like, I mean, it feels like they're put there intentionally to make it easier for the people in the back to catch up so that the person doesn't get. Because they item. are. But they are. But in that case, only like make them available to someone that's in first place. I get that. That's fine. The only thing that bothers me is when I get them when I'm like in second, third, and fourth. When I need anything like when it's Mad Max and there were a few races where like someone was literally right in front of me and I'm like, all right, I just need a blue, I just need a green shell, like literally anything. Yeah. And I just get a coin and they were right in front of me and they get a green shell and just hit me from behind, from in front. And I'm like, really, game? Like, really? I think you said more words than really. Really? Oh, of course I did. Yeah. Actually, no. Yeah. It was just one vocal yell, but yeah. A yell or like a yelp? Or just like a guttural primal scream, uh, I don't know, somewhere in between. Okay. Like I, I, I don't know if it's audible. Like if my voice sounds a little different, but like I'm still like kind of recovering from like how many times like I've like audibly yelled at the game because of the coin. <laughs> I've gotten over the whole like like getting Mario Kart like sure. oh blah blah, blah. but sure. but yeah the coin it's just like Ugh. yeah and oh is that noise? That's what no it was it was. <laughs> it was yeah. Yeah, like if you were like right outside the garage, you'd probably think someone was like Getting dying or about to get killed. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I, I think like I like to think that since like Nintendo's been doing these open online tournaments a lot with a lot of the Switch games now. And like Smash over time, I imagine they must have improved. Well, I mean, Platoon, just Platoon they probably Smash. did. That's a lot because they did none before. <laughs> and now they're doing Mario Kart. So my point is I'm hoping they learn from this and they listen to yeah, this. I, honestly, I, I don't think, know who from Nintendo's listening. I mean the, the coin, I mean you just deal with it. I mean, it's annoying. You just deal with it. But like but, the bot but, but, but I feel like add bots or something. Yeah, I agree. Because, or make, yeah, make the bots hard if you feel like the people are going to be, or the bots, I mean, yeah, the people are going to be way too difficult compared to the bots. Right. But, I mean. But even I, that's no win. No, uh, yeah. no win But I feel like the average, Um, I mean, obviously I did, on the races I did play, on average I did way better than I normally do when I just played normally online because they rank you with your own ranking. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm just like playing against anybody that's here. So, what speed like, was it? It was 150. Okay. So that that's means my speed. 
which yeah, means that two. yeah, which means I never if have to play. Hold... It's two hundred, and I it's can't, the worst. I cannot. Deal it's with too fat. If I want to play two hundred, I play F zero. No, yeah, but I mean, if we, <laughs> but if we play one fifty, like that's where like, like like I said, like I'm I every right. race I did, I was either mostly mostly first, a few times second, and even when I was in first, I would still get blue shot and red shot, and mm-hmm. it wouldn't do anything because mm-hmm. I was like that far ahead. Just because in one fifty, like. Yeah, all of a sudden I spent so much time just like learning like every tiny little bump where you could get learning a Learning the meta. Yeah, the learning meta. Learning the meta like, in Mario Kart. Like literally when... Like, I hate it so much. I hate playing with him so much. Like literally... <laughs> I mean, literally like when I drift on any curve, I'm like touching like to the pixel like how close I can get without like... I mean, really... It, it, is it that crazy that there's a meta in Mario Kart? Like snaking in, seven, in DS? That was the meta and everyone did that. I feel like snaking was what? more of an exploit. It was, but it became the meta. Well, I mean... The funny thing is that I don't even consider no, it a meta. You, I think it just it's just I'm talking about like once drag, when we were playing it's just being uh, good. And he was talking about no, the meta. When we were when we were <laughs> yeah. playing, it was me, him and Elvis. And Elvis asked him, Oh, what is it that you want in, in two hundred? Oh, you definitely want speed. I'm like, my my <laughs> my combo is Rosalina on a bike. Yeah. Right? And like yeah. I no, think, no, no, no. In 200, you want acceleration. You oh, want, yeah. yeah. I, I, I play a speed character. They right. play, like, oh, no, you want acceleration. No, how about you? I'm it's Mario Kart. This. It's Mario Kart. You well, want yeah. fun. And then he plays it, and then, like, he launches off and's like, oh, I guess I'm going to hit every one now. Yeah. So, I mean, you adapt. I used to. My point being, there shouldn't be a meta to Mario in Mario Kart. You just, just adapt. Dude, I, under, just I, under, I understand Kevin, Smash to Kevin, a degree. Have you heard about the meta in Mario Party minigames? There's a meta in Smash Brothers too. <laughs> there's not. Right? There's not. <laughs> okay, I was like, well, wait, honestly, what? there's a meta in Smash. There's Technically, meta in there is a meta in in Mario Party. There kind you, of is. You want to be yeah. first player, especially in yes. uh, Mario Party. Yes. Too. Yeah. Yeah. The best Mario Party. Mm-hmm. I, every you, time you, you keep saying that, the same way you, you always saying that. shout out. It's I, four. Okay, I love Mario Party too, but it we is by far not the best. Well, one day we'll have a Mario Party debate. It's definitely like a. I would say echelon. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like, like obviously, like nine agree and on ten, that. Let's like, like on in, in, in theming, yeah, in theming, yeah. it's like up there. Yeah, yes. As a Mario Party game, it's definitely not up there. It's upper echelon. I would. I think I you're knocking it too hard. I think before we get too deep into this, we should. You're a Mario Party away. three guy, huh? Oh, um, three's worse than two for sure. I like no, no, no. I, th- I like the theming in two more. I just like the mini games in three more. Because mm. I, I love the dual mini games, I just love like the chicken thingies, the chicken chase, and um, just a bunch of the mini games. Okay, right. let's keep. So anyway, Earth Knight. Yes, Earth Knight. <laughs> so, um, unless you had any other Mario Kart thoughts, but um, no, but I point... think you exhausted yeah. the topic because the cars have. So Earth Knight, right, we um, auto get a move on. Yeah, okay, go. yes, we. Uh, yeah, uh, that one was. I, not I, great. I, I did not like <laughs> no, that. One. <laughs> like ease off the gas on puns like that. No, see that was a little better. Anyway, uh, Earth Knight. Um, wow, no de- crickets. Uh, so yeah, Earth Knight's a game that uh, I've sort of had my eye on since E3 like we were browsing the indie area at the time and discovered that there's this game Earth Knight uh, that one guy spent like seven years hand painting the art for and then we started playing it it had this cool concept of like a living level select that's what we really highlighted when we talked about back at E3 um, like instead of picking a level you're skydiving onto the backs of dragons and that level that process is the level picker so it's actually like a gameplay element and the further you go down the more difficult the level and it was all very cool we didn't really know much beyond that it was some sort of runner so now, uh, fast forward to the game's release, and the folks behind the game were kind enough to hit us up with a copy, and let's see what else the game is about. And it's it's a pretty fun, pretty cool hybrid of like a runner and a roguelike, which are not things you necessarily think would go hand in hand, but um, it's just really well done all around. So the basic premise here 
is that dragons have taken over. There's a dragon apocalypse, and as one of two characters, either Stanley or Sydney, you need to work your way back down to Earth from a space station to stop the dragons, one dragon at a time. And you do this uh, through that living level select screen, and you land on the back of uh, different dragons, and the game switches over to being a runner, only it's a runner where once you're dead, that's it. You've got to start the whole dragon-stopping quest all over again. The The game does offer some bridges between the attempts, uh, namely in the form of items and power-ups that you earn as you defeat each dragon. And uh, defeating a dragon requires basically running through the whole procedurally generated level, which is the dragon's back, reaching the dragon's head, and then stabbing the dragon with your sword. And oh, it's as, got more violent than I thought it was going to get. It gets a little. It, it looks very, like, cartoony. Yeah, and, get, it and, you're, and then you're, like, stabbing a dragon in the head. And the fight is... Yeah, yeah uh, he's, he's watching footage. They're both watching footage. The character gives me, like, but, a raid. Yeah, a little. Okay. But the, the funny thing about the stabbing the dragon in the head is um, a timer kicks in when you do that. Oh, so yeah, the I way you stab it actually is varied. It's not always, like, you're just hammering the A button. Okay. Like, sometimes if you wait... And press the button with a certain oh, rhythm. Not as violent as I thought it was going to no, it's not super violent. It's just uh, conceptually I thought, I thought violent. Like, yeah, but um, but yeah, it's cool. And then like depending on how you hit the button, like there's different lengths of stabbings you can do, and you need to figure out the right rhythm yeah, within the time. Cool. And I feel like you guys just keep interrupting. No, Where well, we're dropping but, both. Um, yeah, it looks yeah. Really <laughs> no, but the, yeah, the living level thing's really cool. That's the drop as you're describing it. Um, and either way, once you you know, it, however you kill the dragon, once you succeed. You get items, and these items then help you earn new power-ups and new abilities, and that ranges from new swords for, like, Stanley to different abilities for Sydney, who's the other playable character. And, like, just to be abundantly clear, those items are, like, crucial. They really help a lot, because the majority of the, game with, of the gameplay with Earth Knight is, like, when you're actually on the dragon's back, that's when you're in a procedurally generated auto-runner, where the chunks of the level are stitched together. So the chunks are kind of pre-made, but how they're mixed and matched is kind of random. It's, so it's not like Bit Trip Runner or anything like that where you memorize a pattern and then you execute it. It's more reflex-based, maybe like a super-enhanced robot unicorn attack or something like that. That's immediately what yeah. I thought. When... And and what kind, what kind of keeps it interesting, though, is you have many more moves to do than Robot Unicorn. Like, yeah. you jump, but there's also equally important is hitting down on the control stick to know when to fall back down real quick to bounce off enemies and whatnot. And then um, there's also a regular jump and a long jump. And Sydney, in particular, one of two characters, she has different dashes you can do. So there's actually a whole bunch of different moves. And you're basically juggling all these quick reflexes set to some snazzy chiptune music and kind of making your way through over and over, die, repeat, die, repeat. And at first... Live, die, repeat? Yeah, it's, it's Edge of Tomorrow. But uh, at first, it can be... Or maybe I'm just bad at this, but it can be kind of difficult right off the bat. Like, to find the rhythm of the game is kind of like, I died, I ran into enemies a lot, I died a lot... Uh, and, like, anytime you hit an enemy, you're, you're taking damage, and you only have that one health bar for the entirety of the game. So if you die, you have to restart, and you die, and you restart. Um, you, you, like, no matter how far down the atmosphere you go, because as you progress down the atmosphere, it gets more difficult. Once you're dead, you're dead, and you have to go all the way back up. But the more you play, and as you start to kind of get the sense of the physics and unlock the different items, and those, like I was saying, carry over, you kind of find a bit of a groove. And, like, there's items like Stanley's Sword that... Um, now when you're jumping, once you get that item, which is pretty early in the game, it can actually auto-swipe at the enemies above you and basically give you clearance when you jump. So there's like ways that the game helps you have a bit more of a fine chance and you get through it. And that's when I found it actually to be particularly fun is um, once the, the, once you kind of like get the, the, the tools that give you the rhythm you need to really get through it, then it gets really fun. And it also just looks really cool. Like the hand-painted art looks nice and the enemy designs kind of has like this weirdness to it, but it's kind of cool. The main characters, like you guys are saying, look a little like Braid. Um, and there's just like really good attention to detail. The animation's really smooth for the most part. 
Um, if there's a lot of Emmys on screen and a lot of items on screen, like some coins to collect, there's definitely okay. some frame rate I mean, slowdown. But for the most part, and that that's in handheld mode. I didn't try on the TV. I just curled up on the couch with this. But for the most part, like it runs pretty smooth. They do a really nice uh, attention to detail. Like each go round when you start, like Stanley and Sydney on their level select screens are like doing different things in the space station. Like they're reading a book or they're sleeping or they're drinking coca or like all this random stuff. And then like even as you collect items and go to the shop to get them turned into power ups there's a shelf you can pan to that's just the basically worthless items it's like you got an avocado and there's just all like every item has a funny little like one-liner description it's like they really kind of like thought through beyond just the fact that you're avocado like disgusting i don't think it said disgust do you not like avocado do you like guac like if they uh, add stuff on top of the avocado maybe it depends on the i mean guac. it depends yeah that's you, you know what, what guac is is delicious hmm. the guac from that taco place uh the one we always eat after we record no, oh, uh, in downtown LA, tacos nineteen eighty four. Yes, yes. Or nineteen eighty three, four, maybe three. I'm gonna fight you on this. Uh, it might be. That place has awesome guac. It does. Continue. It does. They have that's awesome my... food, John. So yeah, um, the only other thing with Earth Night that's left is I think if I had to say if there's like one issue with the game I had, it kind of goes back to the fact that it's procedurally generated. Because, like, obviously, the idea of having procedurally generated matches the structure of a roguelike, and it arguably is required for that to work. But you can't always be prepared for what's coming next in the level. Like, there's no pattern memorized, which makes some sense, except you can't always see what's coming up in the level. Because if you're way up high and the enemies are all off screen below you, how do you know where to land? Because you can't see the enemy, or vice versa. If you're below and they're above, how do you know if you're going to bonk into them? So as you get power-ups, you kind of negate some of those. But especially early on, like, there is definitely parts where it's like, well, I I didn't know what to do because I couldn't see it until I was already on top of it. And some of that's learning the rhythm. That was my point. Like knowing when to fall down quickly, knowing when to jump. But there's definitely occasions where it's just like, oh, I feel like the game kind of screwed me over. But you do get a lot of hits before you die, so it gives you a slight fighting chance. Um, overall, though, like ignoring that, I do think the, it's we more pros wrong. and cons. What was it? Nineteen eighty-six. Yeah, but yeah. So overall, um, Earth Knight's a lot of fun. I really like it. And if you get really good, it's quick to be. Like apparently, it's under an hour if you've had a perfect run. I have okay. not gotten that far. To be fair, you will never get that far. But uh, you're probably right. But it's more. Like, it's more about, obviously, any roguelike. It's more about going well, yeah, through the yeah, motions or PAV and that. And it's nice to look at while you do it. Um, like, the art alone, honestly, knowing that this guy made, like, apparently it's only, like, a thousand individual pieces to stitch this thing together or something like that. Like, that alone makes it worth $15. Yeah, it's but, really um, impressive. But, yeah, even not knowing that, like, there's a good enough time here where I feel like you're not going to feel like you overpaid if you buy this at 15 bucks, And it, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's a little different than most runners because of that roguelike element. So I would recommend checking it out for everyone who needs, like, something kind of you know, you could play for a few minutes, play for a few hours, whatever. Um, so yeah, that is Earth Night. And that is this episode of the Random Tale Podcast. Wow, way to steal my thunder. I thought I, you looked at me and closed your mouth. I didn't know if you were going to keep I going. Mean, you're sitting across from me, like <laughs> yeah. 90% of the time I'm looking at you. No, but your, your mouth shut. As if I'm so not. sorry. They, yeah, they yeah Kevin's that. off to the side strategically. But um, right, well. next episode, do you want to talk about next episode? Do you even know what's in next episode? Next episode will be whatever news Nintendo announces in the next few weeks. And you know what one of those things will be? Um, they have here comes Jason's sales corner. They oh, have their, wait, what? no, didn't we just have one? They have um, their financials, their first financials of twenty twenty coming oh. out two days before our episode, three days before our episode. And here's the thing about that: the numbers will be able to be. We'll get to know the real like how was Switch in twenty nineteen. The answer is it did great. But this is the financial briefing where in the past they've announced new hardware. 
They've this is where they announced the Illumination Mario movie. Okay, this is where they announced Super Nintendo World. Pete's my curiosity. The January one is kind of like setting the tone for the year in a lot of ways. So there is a chance that when we all regroup together with this next episode on February second, which is Groundhog's Day, um, that there actually be some real news. And if there's not news, you can at least look forward to maybe Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Yes, yeah, absolutely. you'll have impressions. Yeah. Which is fitting that the Encore game where you go back and play the same game that was on Wii U, we will be talking about on Groundhog Day. So it's kind of like a weird little connection there. Sure. Barely, barely. So to make sure you don't miss it and the puns and the tangents and me trying to bridge, like connect things that aren't connectable, you can follow us on Twitter at Ram Nintendo. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, um, YouTube, ran, uh, our channels RamNintendo.com, and I forgetting any services? Probably. You could also listen to us at RamNintendo.com. This is true. I never say that. We you are available do. at RamNintendo.com. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And you can see. Do you ever say YouTube? I do. I just said it ten seconds ago. Oh. But our YouTube channel is RamNintendo.com. So there you go again. And you can follow us individually. I'm JSR7. Wero is Angel. That's W E. I said that backwards. <laughs> It's W-E-I-R-O underscore O is his name. And Kevin, we already shout out his Twitter earlier. Tell him that fish bleed. It's KVN Gomez on Twitter. So, yeah. Um, that... <laughs> that sounds like a Twitter handle to do fish bleed. Yeah. It sounds like a line from Batman versus Superman. <laughs> do you bleed? Isn't that the line? Yeah. 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 But anyway, as always, Kevin, you have the final word. Let me have them pretzels, boy. <laughs>